Here Free Black Nerd is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and pretty much every other app. <laughs> Please, when you're listening to this episode, use the hashtag CBNPod. While you're live tweeting it, while you're listening to it, tell your friends to tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, and rate, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on every platform. I love it, I love it, I love it. Review, rate, subscribe, hit the hearts, hit the likes, and uh, tweet me. And let's keep this conversation going. Uh, stay carefree, folks. Stay nerdy, all y'all. And uh, stay all that good shit. <laughs> Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I'm your host, Rain Coleman. And then this issue will be... Having a good uh, conversation with a with a great guy named Torin. Uh, so, uh, what's going on, man? Man, not much, man. I'm just chilling here. Uh, uh, Black Panther was amazing. I'm still soaking it, <laughs> still soaking it in, man. After two weeks, man, that's what's up. That is what's up, man. Same here. Uh, okay, okay. So, for everyone out there who does not know you and uh, all the things you've been up to. Why don't you go ahead and give out your social medias and stuff and let these folks know where they can uh, cyber appreciate slash stalk you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so my name's my, my real name's Torn Chanel, but you can uh, find me on Twitter at uh, is Raymond X, and uh, the, the handle is, is Peace Love Comics, just one word. And on there, you find all my tweets about whatever, politics, sports, comic stuff, but I also have a website, peaceloveandcomics.com. That's where I write comic book reviews, movie reviews. I write little think pieces now and then. And those are the two main ways that you can reach me. Good deal, good deal. And for you listeners out there, all that information will be on the show notes. So go ahead and uh, while you're listening, click on those links and get to know Torn a little bit better. Man, so, Black Panther. <laughs> Man. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Give, give me some thoughts, some takeaways. At this point, it's spoiler everything. If oh yeah! Oh yeah! By now, I'm sorry. Hit pause. Go see it and come back. <laughs> go ahead, man. Torn. What's up with, with Black Panther and you? Oh, uh, I, mean, I really love Black Panther. So, like, I've been into superheroes since I was little. Little. Me and my like, um, my dad actually got me into superheroes. Okay, so, okay. yeah. So when I was a kid, he used to play the X Men cartoon, Spider Man. We used to watch Justice League together on every Saturday at, at eight or nine or whatever it came on. So, like, yeah, I was heavy into that. Okay. And. And uh, and Black Panther came along just like they all do. I saw him. I got into him and stuff. So this movie, man, was special. Like, like that's just the main word I can use to describe it. Absolutely. It was, just, yeah. It was just a. It was just a very special film. And like overall, it's it's in my top three right now in the MCU. <laughs> that was gonna be my next question. Where does Black yeah. Panther rank for you in the uh, extended universe? Yeah, I mean it's top three and. Funny, it's probably number two. The only movie that's number one right now is still Guardians, uh, Guardians One. But um, and and the main reason that Guardians One is 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 in my tops is because, um, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I didn't go see Guardians One in theater. Oh okay. Uh, oh wait, <laughs> wait, I. So did it fall off of a truck, or are you talking about just like, like? Well, so so when Guardians One came out, I knew who the Guardians were in comics, and they were never my favorite. And, mm-hmm. I saw that trailer and I was like, what kind of mess is Marvel doing now? I shouldn't. <laughs> and I didn't go see it. I didn't pay attention to no hype for it. I was like, I don't care about that stupid movie. 
I rented it when it came out, and I was like, I'm the stupidest, I'm the dumbest person alive. <laughs> so, so yeah, so Guardians is still my top because because of that. I never thought I was gonna like that movie. Ended up loving it. Okay. But um, Damn. but yeah, Black Panther is right up there, man. I mean, the, the visuals, the score, the themes. I mean, I loved every every bit about it. Uh, how all, how all the women were portrayed mm-hmm. in that movie. I mean, everything about that movie was special. Okay, okay. Now, saying that, I'm going to be a little controversial, I guess, at this point. Because I spoke with a guy, and Mm. he shall remain nameless. Because, I mean, I get trying to see the other side of things. But I felt like, okay, nigga, you're doing a lot. Well, um, what was said was, he was like, okay, this is a fantasy film. Okay, Mm -hmm. but why add more fantasy to it by saying that the women were fully actualized? And his points were, and I'm like, I'm, you know, opinion is opinion. It, it can still be wrong, but I'm right. going to give you your opinion. He said, Okoye was um, mindless servant to the throne, that uh, Queen Ramonda was just a figurehead because once T'Challa was out of commission, she had to run away scared, um, as well as Shuri, although she was this tech genius she was just reduced to having a station because of T'Challa being Black Panther. And I was like, okay. Boy. Do, do any of them, <laughs> and I don't want to go so far as to say it's whole temporary or ashiness, but I was like, okay, well, if that's what you took from the movie, you can have that. I didn't see it that way. How do you feel I mean, about the stars? Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Um, The women in Black Panther, I was talking with one of my friends about this, and he made a really good point. He said, he said everybody in Black Panther surrounding T'Challa and, and, and uh, Killmonger, too. He said they, they all represent the parts of the psyche that we need to survive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he said, you know, Okoye was that general. She was she was loyal to her country. But we all know that loyal being so loyal to something can, can actually blind you. Mm-hmm. And then you got you got uh, the Nakia, who's the spy. She's a freedom fighter. But, you know, sometimes there is there is such of a thing as seeing too much. Yeah. You got the, you got the queen and, you know, all the problems that come with being a queen. But you got to have that attitude in life as well. And then you got Shuri, who's focused on uh, technology, the future, forward, forward, forward. Yeah. And we all know that you got to root yourself in some tradition if you're going to evolve into a better person. So I think that the women represented all of the parts that we all need to have in order to, you know, move forward as people, mm-hmm. as a nation, or whatever you want to see it as. And to say that they didn't represent, represent that is crazy because um, Okoye had conflict in her from the moment that all that stuff started happening That's with uh, Kill- mm-hmm. Killmonger. And you can see it in her face. Uh, the Denier Guerrero is such a great a great actor. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and you can see that conflict in her, and then it builds up to, to that moment when uh, at the end, a uh, dude from Get Out... Uh, Wakabi. Wakabi. I, don't know. I can't remember his real name, but yeah, Wakabi. Yeah, Wakabi looks at her and says, and he has an arrogant smirk on his face, and he's like, would you kill me, my love? And she says, for Wakanda? Without the question. Like, come on, man. Come on. Like, that build-up right there is so is so epic, and like, she, she, I mean, throughout all this crap, throughout all this Killmonger T'Challa stuff, she still had her moments of, 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 of fierceness. Of, mm-hmm. of, and, and everyone had that. Uh, Nakia, I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube, but Ryan Coogler broke down the, the oh, whole, yes, uh, yes, whole uh, yes, casino yes, scene. Yes, I mean, yes, yes. and you notice in that the, the parallels of, you know, like, like he says, tradition versus uh, innovation. Yes, yes, and how, yes. And, 
and how like uh, the Nakia grabs the gun and starts shooting the guy and stuff like that. And she's doing all these different types of moves and stuff uh, like that. That's beautiful. And those little, little, little instances. Yeah. And too, with the women, even if you don't think they don't represent anything, that's cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their different views on that. They weren't sexualized in any way whatsoever. In that, that yes, that that was very important, and I I really appreciated that. Like yeah, again, it, yeah. So I just like I said, he said it, and I didn't want to immediately dismiss it because I'm like, you can have opposing viewpoints. I'm sure there's someone who did not like the movie at all. But if You're you right. you know, I don't want to hear which it's even still valid if you say, oh, I just didn't like it. But I would like to hear why you didn't like it. He gave his reasons and. You know, right. I'm, I'm like, okay, man, you, you said that. And there's, there's different, you know, and when I said it ain't sexualized, Ryan Coogler still showed how beautiful all those women are. Yes. Um, in the casino scene, I mean, Lupita Nyong'o, come on, man. She was, you know, come Sorry. on <laughs> with the hair yes. and the, come on the dress, <laughs> like, like, and it covered everything, obviously. But the way when she was like, you know, she had those little mannerisms that kind of made her like kind of cute or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, she was talking that way, like, just whip your head back and forth. Hey, like, you know, a little stuff like that, man. There's just little mannerisms that made her like, you know, just showed her her beauty other than, you know, her, her butt or like her Absolutely. boobs. Or yes, yes. And, and, and Shuri, her, her personality was infectious as hell. Like, I don't know how you go out of that movie. I don't know how you go out of that movie. Smiling at everything that that girl does, and I mean, and, and that in itself is beautiful too. Because women, you know, and black women especially, I always say this: they just have such a strong will about them, mm-hmm. like that. And I mean, obviously, there's no way to measure this really, but just from everything I've experienced in my life, everything I've seen from Beyonce to Rihanna, mm-hmm. Michelle Obama, Oprah, just powerful black women. There's almost nothing you can do to stop a strong black woman who wants to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan Coogler showed that, and he showed that that w- without them, Wakanda would crumble so to yes, nothing. Yes, yes, because again, I've said it time and time again, but every single scene and everything that happened in that movie was indirectly or directly impacted by a woman. Now, you yep. can argue the beginning wasn't with uh, Jobu and, uh, forget for us, Zuri, young Zuri, yeah. but yep. at the same time, um, I was having a conversation with my homegirl, and although you may on the surface exclude that scene, the very fact that a woman helped produce Eric Killmonger as a child, like his, I'm trying to stay focused. I was oh, no, see of diverting, but the very fact that Killmonger was alive, Eric was alive, fed into Njobu, you came here for a specific reason, and you've been off task. That off task that you've been on is case in point to that woman that you were with, though she's unnamed and doesn't appear in the film. But you, a man can't have a baby on its own, you know. Exactly. And so, so you even everything from the beginning to the end of that movie was impacted because of a woman. And, and even going woman, off that scene, I think I think there's something to be said for if maybe Killmonger turns out different if he has a, a strong woman in his life. Even, yes, even if she was American and not Wakandan, because I'm looking yeah. at like he had to grow up in a system by himself in 90s Oakland, California. Yeah, I know. That's that's hard, man. That's why why I relate to that character so much is because obviously, you know, black men, we go through that every day. And um, they talk about it a lot. Like, uh, I don't know if you've read uh, David Walker's comic, uh, Nighthawk. 
But yes. oh, yes, yeah, yeah. That's the that's one of the best comics depicting Black Rage in that sense. Oh God, yes. where where how Nighthawk he he kind of balances that line and almost he's almost a little bit too far, uh-huh. but. That's what we all have inside us whenever we're, we're called nigger, whenever we get pulled over for no reason, mm-hmm. whenever we see racial stuff happening. Mm-hmm. That you just want to you just want to hit something sometimes. Mm-hmm. You just want to snap, mm-hmm. and you know you can't obviously. So sometimes it manifests itself in bad ways. Yeah. But yeah. a lot. But some, uh, some of us are blessed enough to have people around us, whether it's family, friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my mom and my dad. I got my grandparents still. Killmonger yeah. had yeah. nobody. Yes. No he had to deal with those emotions. He had to deal with that anger every day, waking up, learning stuff. You know, he he, he was he had genius level intellect, so he understood everything yes. that was going on. Yes, yes, so yes. he couldn't. Although he had genius level intellect, his 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 emotions weren't in check. Yeah, and that's yeah. something that black men need. We need um, a father in our lives to help us with that aspect of growing up as a black man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you need something, somebody, somewhere who can. Um kind of guide you even if it's um not purposely even if you have just a you know a wonderful gym teacher who's been with you your whole elementary middle school you know you need something to latch on to with that i feel like are you watching black lightning Uh, i've seen the first two episodes right now okay even in that you can we can speak to that first episode because i feel like killmonger and excuse me uh jefferson pierce are two sides of the same coin they are black men who are in this real 2018 world we live in, experiencing having that black experience, but coming away from it differently, where Jefferson seems to be more, and I, I'm trying to say this in a way that's not. No, no, like, no. Like, I totally understand what you're saying. He's like respectability politics, whereas Kilmer mm-hmm. is just like I'm finna get shit done. And, right. You know, within reason, this man has a family and he's running a school and you're a superhero, all that. But I just. This idea that in 2018 we have this law, this growing, ever growing library of black, not only black characters and properties, but superhero things that pull directly from stuff that we read as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. What a time right. to be alive. I mean, it's awesome. And um, going back to Killmonger, I really like the probably my favorite scene in the movie is the scene where he becomes the Black Panther and he goes into the uh, yes. ancestral yes. plane. That scene is so like I, I was listening to somebody talk about it, and there was like there are scenes that all directors fight for in certain movies, like 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 Joss Whedon really wanted that that, that farm scene in uh, Avengers Two of Tony and, and Cap arguing or whatever. Mm-hmm. He really wanted that scene to set the stage. I, I I'm thinking that Coogler really wanted to get that scene perfect in Black Panther of Killmonger talking about yeah. that. Because I loved it because and Sterling Kirk K. Brown is such an amazing actor. Right. Like you can see yeah. man, you, you can feel the emotion on his face just just in whatever he does. Like I want to see him on more stuff all the all the time. But when 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 Killmonger got in there, you know, he goes t- to the chain and puts the chain on and then he turns into a kid. Yeah. That was yeah. that was beautiful because his father sees him as that, but his father knows what he's become and they both are crying. And then when he looks at Killmonger, he says, he's like, no tears for me. Yeah. And Killmonger says, Every, everybody dies. It's just how it is out here. His father's crying, not because of that, because he knows what his son has become. And he knows that he failed his son. And Killmonger's crying because of the loss of his father. They're, they're crying for two separate things. Right, right, and right, right, right. man, it was heartbreaking. It was, it was absolutely heartbreaking to see. Yes. It was, a, it was a, an absolutely beautiful scene. Yes, 
Yes, yes, it was. And, and I've mentioned before that the, the very idea that his form of heaven was that apartment at yeah. that time in his life, like even as a, and I'll just say he was probably like, I don't know, mid thirties, maybe 33, 34. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even in that adult age, his form of heaven. And I, and I say that, um, within seeing how T'Challa, he was still that fully grown man embracing his father and his form of heaven. But for Killmonger to resort back to that five or six year old boy who was in that apartment with his dad, like, man, you've been carrying around this, this pain for years. Like, yep. And Cougar does that in all of his movies mm-hmm. with Fruitvale Station and Creed. And I, I actually tweeted this uh, not too long ago. It felt like Fruitvale Station, Creed, and Black Panther was like a big trilogy. Bro, but they all I different know, movies. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. In Fruitvale Station, you got the you got you know Oscar Grant based on a true story, and it's about you know losing your innocence and all that, and how you become you know a victim of police brutality. Uh-huh. And he, and he's powerless. He's powerless pretty much the entire movie from, mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. moment that we see him. And Creed. That character has a lot of power, you know. He's, he obviously is a good fighter, but he's got a lot of he's got a lot of you know I'm gonna do this with my life type of attitude. But he still is lost because of the absence of his father and because he doesn't know who who he really is. And then in Black Panther, you got the same type of character realizing who he is and trying to take uh, control of that. But that that loss of innocence, that that not knowing who you are, it all backfires on you in the end. And that's like that's crazy to me. And when you say a trilogy, it, that you can't, you hit the nail on the head. I um, have this fan theory that Fruitville Station and uh, Creed are, of course, Killmonger's prequels, but yeah. these different realities that have merged, and, and they are the backstory to Creed from the time he left. Uh, Wakandans left him and the time he showed up on screen like that <laughs> I feel like there's a way to kind of weave those together so that at the end of Creed we get him like maybe a year later walking into mm-hmm. the art gallery yep, <laughs> and, I mean, uh, yeah. the, and the, the heartbreak that he had from, uh, from Creed <laughs> he's been chasing after that same girl ever since that's why he was so easily killed the nameless light skinned chick in a uh, in Black Panther, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's and that's the, the that's a credit to Coogler, and that's why this film is so good. Obviously, you know, other directors could do something like that, yeah. but but Ryan Coogler, obviously, he's a black man, he's dealt with this before, and it shows like, like the, the pain in his life or, or, or pain that he's seen in, in, as a black man, it shows on screen. And there's not many type of people, different directors that could do that. And that's why Black Panther is so good, because now big studios might might start looking at that and be like, hmm, I want to get this young black guy to direct this. I want to get this young, young black woman to direct this. I want to get this gay man to direct this. Yeah. It's, it's going to start yeah. opening up different lanes for everybody to start getting in there and tell their own stories. Man, absolutely. Man, I'm so ready to see what comes from this, because in the second weekend, and I, I'm going off of the timeline and not after haven't done any damn research, but that, uh, but I'm going off the timeline off of like Lupita's, uh, verified account that Black Panther has surpassed its first weekend in sales. And I'm like, yeah, this, oh God. And I, I, I never do this. I never write down these tweets as I, as I see them, but someone mentioned that in movies like Blade Runner, um, 
you put all the people of color on the billboard and on the promotional material, but then you get in there and then there's none there. But then in the same breath, you'll say that uh, people of color and women don't sell. Well, one, Black Panther has proven that that isn't the case. But shit, all of yep. the 90s have proven that that isn't the case. But yep. you won't put the money and energy into these characters. And so my hope is going forward, we get, and I keep saying this as an example, I'm half playing around, but I'm half like being serious, get a Jubilee film by a woman yeah. who's Asian American, first generation, and let her tell that story. You know, get yeah. these different people of color and differently abled and, you know, different um, sexual orientations, give them, because you get a Thor movie from giving it to somebody else other than a cis head white man. Exactly. Right. I mean, there's no more limits no more, man. Like, there's no more limits. Like, I, I, I like it in the same vein of that, in the future, I would like to see Winston Duke be the new James Bond or, or, or some uh, shit like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yes. character, like, just, just, just get more, more color people, more women and, and action, big action movies and stuff like that. Like, you know, we got The Rock right now. That's cool. <laughs> but, like, just... To just get other people in those types of roles and those big cinematic roles, mm-hmm. and and Marvel mm-hmm. setting the tone for that. Marvel's because because it's only going up from here. Got Captain Marvel yes. coming out next. I mean, it, at some point it, in the future, Riri's coming. Yes. At some point in the future, um, uh, Kamala's coming. Yes. America's yes. coming. They're all coming at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look, bro. Captain Marvel has. Um, I keep forgetting her damn name. Homegirl from uh, Spike Lee. She got to have it. The the Netflix series. That's yeah, a black yeah. woman. Captain yep. Marvel also has uh, Gemma Chan. This Asian chick. Like so, mm-hmm. I feel like Marvel is smart in the sense. And I don't know how big of a role these two women will play. It's speculated that uh, uh, she's gonna have it. Will be Monica Rambeau. But with Captain Marvel being set in the nineties, Marvel is. I, I think it'd be smart to retcon these people of color into these films mm-hmm. because that is a flashback film. So right. that going forward with a lot of these folks contracts ending, be it uh, Tony Stark, uh, Thor, uh, I think Hulk is, Mark Ruffalo yeah. is, is, but Have their to. contracts are ending. We're going into phase four, bring in Kamala Khan, bring in uh, Miles Morales, bring in, like bring in, build the champions up, you know what I'm saying? Build man, Right. I mean, it's going it's going to be fun to see. And the cool thing that I think that I've noticed with Marvel is that they actually listen. Yeah. When fans yeah. respond well to stuff, they listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ant Man. I remember Ant Man Two was not supposed to come out this early. I don't even know if it was if a sequel was planned. Yeah. yeah. And those numbers yeah, for yeah. Ant Man One hit, and Marvel executives was in the room like, "Y'all see this? Yeah. Y'all see what? <laughs> <laughs> what we got in 2018 after Avengers? Man, we ain't got nothing. Avengers are going to be big. No, no, no. But yeah, put Ant Man there." Like mm-hmm. and same thing with um with old boy and Black Panther um uh, Mbaku he got yeah. his own um uh emoji after the, yes, the film came out because people yes, like him so much yes yes god damn it so man. like Marvel's listening I really they always are listening I mean in the future I will not be surprised if we see Gamora Valkyrie Captain Marvel maybe Black Widow and Scarlet Witch or something all team up for an all-female movie or something like that. Yes, God. Like, and then we had, what is it, A-Force when they did the Secret Wars thing? You had that all-woman uh, um, kind of Avengers-type team. Was it mm-hmm, team? Yep. Man, you, it's it's limitless possibility. Like, man, it's... Speaking of all that, speaking of all that, now because we have the Fox and Marvel merger and things are being thrown mm-hmm. around and stuff is being mm-hmm. shifted... 
What do you think about the mutants being introduced into this current MCU that we have now? Um, I've always, I've always, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really a controversial type of nerd. I mm-hmm. like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would love it. I would love to see it. I would love to see the mutants come in and like, you know, everyone says it's got to be done the right way. Mm-hmm. I have no, I have no quarrels that I have no like lack of faith in Marvel Studios. Right, right. Same here, same here. And yes. The, the the thing I've been seeing thrown around, and this was actually an idea, an idea I had too, mm-hmm. was that um they could use Scarlet Witch to kind of re- reset the whole universe. Okay, okay, because I was going. Um, yeah, I don't know how they would do it, but like you know, they did House of M in the comics where she where she said no more mutants or whatever mm-hmm. or something like that. And what I could think, what I could see happening, and this would be like a pitch I could work out, I would work out. Is that Scarlet Witch wants to, you know, she she wants to be married, have kids, and all that stuff, and she loves Vision, but she can't. So I, I could see them maybe like I could see her maybe training with Doctor Strange in the MCU or something like that, maybe Doctor Strange two or whatever, and then like less there's like 20, 2021 or something like that, uh-huh. and she uh-huh. tries to she tries to make Vision a human or whatever if you don't die, but right, right. <laughs> <laughs> she tries to make Vision a human or she tries to make a kid. And what she does instead is end up creating mutants and creating an alternate reality. Yeah. And 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 then I, that would be one of the best ways you can bring them in. But however they do it, I'm excited. I'm excited for it, man. I'm Absolutely. really excited. Man, if they go your route, I really hope she resurrects her brother or bring an yeah. alternate version of Quicksilver into because I the Quicksilver we get in the uh, Fox films, he's interesting. I like him. He's you know he's yeah. a goofy. He's a kid. But I really did like that older, mature version that we got in these Marvel movies. And when they killed him, I was like, "Shit, man! He, we just met this nigga." Like, <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I did too. I really liked him a lot. He was good. I mean, uh, yeah, I have the same exact thought. If they could match, because uh, that Quicksilver and X Men, boy, those two scenes he had in Days of Future Past yeah, and Apocalypse, yeah. woof. If they could give that Quicksilver those same type of scenes, it. Uh, he would have been a damn near perfect character. Man, look, it's just speaking of that, if we just that could be the entry point, uh, do a DC like Flashpoint where he he runs yeah, there you flash, go. You merge the two Earths together and resurrects his uh dead self. Like that would be cool, man. I I I'm interested to see how Marvel does it. And yeah, I'm interested to see how they do it too. And I think that the cool thing about Marvel Studios is obviously they are giving people characters who people don't even know in real life. They're just yes. making them lovable. Yes. Like, they yes. made M'Baku a freaking superstar. That motherfucker, like, yes. yes. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't get those words. I can't say those words enough and actually believe them, yes. but it's true. People love M'Baku now. Yes, yes. Like, people love Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, right. <laughs> they love group. Like they love some of the most. And so, if we got if we got the X Men and MCU, mm-hmm. man, people they they would do some like crazy X Force stuff, or they would do some crazy obscure mutants and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Marvel Studios would bring some characters to life that people don't even know. So that's yeah. what I would really love to see is to see those obscure characters get, get some love. Yeah, man, that's that's been my biggest um kind of gripe with 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 uh. Marvel and how they're treating characters with Marvel Fox as a whole because there's yeah. just this plethora of like even on my show alone though I focus on characters of color be it black be it Asian be it Hispanic or mm-hmm. Native American whatever like but there are so many like Bishop's younger sister Shard don't even focus on Bishop switch out their roles and bring an Aboriginal black woman 
with this blonde hair and these blue eyes, which is it's not dominant. Exactly. You know, it, like she has so much potential and from her bring out an X for like it's X Factor rather, but it's just man, yeah. It's Marvel is sitting on so many gems, man. Yeah, and they've made they've made over was it five billion, six billion or whatever it is, with yeah. with characters that would basically see list characters when they started. Mm-hmm. So so imagine them getting all those characters. And and at this point, unless Feige has like, you know, God forbid, like a heart attack or something, this ain't going away <laughs> outside soon. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like unless unless something drastic, absolutely drastic happens, I mean Feige knows what he's doing. Like yeah. that's just, it's just as simple as that. He knows what he's doing. And, and I think they put in a report last year, end of the year, something like that. Marvel Studios got twenty to thirty more films planned. And I believe them. Yeah, I believe it's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely excited for it. Now, even speaking on that, a lot of people have this criticism of like superhero movie fatigue. How you know, there's the era of the westerns, there's the era of the mob movies, there's the era of the you know the '80s style movies. But mm. I feel as if we are going to survive this quote unquote superhero fatigue. Yeah, um, mainly because we're getting characters. We're getting diverse. Like Wakanda in itself is proof that we could do twelve more Black Panther movies and they would all sell. Seven hundred million in less than two weeks, man. You I mean, know, I see. <laughs> it, it's it's just like, and I, I feel as if Marvel and not just Marvel, but superhero movie or comic book uh, adaptations are, but specifically superhero ones are films that are genre films. Say, you know, political thriller heist movies and stuff but they're just wrapped in this superhero coding so there is no fatigue like exactly and 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 as you as you just said they kind they almost kind of define genre and they almost kind of like break down genre barriers mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like and the cool thing about as farther the farther we go we all can say iron man avengers winter soldier right those are all yeah. good films yeah. Yeah. as we go yeah. along Different people are gonna like different films for different reasons. We yeah. put them in their tops. Yeah. Like me, yeah. like me personally, I love Gardens of the Galaxy too. Mm-hmm. I know people don't. I know people don't like it, mm-hmm. but I like the way that, that James Gunn carried the themes of Guardians One to Guardians Two. It's basically Guardians One Point Five, but I like that. I like that it was a small story. I like that it was contained. I liked all the family elements of that. I, I liked all that. Some people don't like it, and that's cool. But that's mm-hmm. that's the beauty of the MCU now. Now yeah. we're getting so yeah. many different films. People are like Thor, Ragnarok in my top, Ant Man in my top. People are gonna be saying Ant Man two the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the beauty of this. So you kind of can't really get fatigue when somebody is gonna like something as we keep yeah. going on. When when we get the, the sequel for uh, for um, Black Panther, yeah. obviously it's gonna do record numbers probably. Right. But then at, right right after that, let's say we get a a, a a champions film. It yeah. might be made for kids or whatever, and kids, yeah. adults might hate it. So we go. There's gonna be a lot of variety as we go on, but mm-hmm. people are gonna like something. Everyone's gonna like something at this point. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think they're doing a good job where they're emulating the way that comics are. Like um, yeah. this MCU, MC Extended Universe has its own distinction, which is one nine 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 nine. So right. in this one, Killmonger is part of the royal family, but in the six one six, he is not. Um, yeah. And we're able to retcon things through different movies like uh, Captain Marvel, and we're able to introduce new characters and change things around. And this is like the general public getting a taste of what we go through as picking up comics on our own, you know? So it's, exactly. I just like that parallel that you're doing the same thing you do with the damn 
digital and the physical books, but you're doing it in a movie form. And it's exactly man, we're just again, what a time to be alive. Like to have a oh man, story. it's unreal. Man, we got so much. We got so much good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And me personally, personally, I still like all the comic stuff more. That's just, yeah. well, that's just what I like. Right, right, right. But like, how great is it just to be like, man, it's Tuesday, Black Black Lightning. Man, let, let me go watch Daredevil on Netflix. Yes. Man, I got Runaways to watch on Hulu. Man, I'm going to go see Black Panther and IMAX. Right, right. Like, come right. on. Yes. So yes. much good shit out there for us now to enjoy. It's, it, it's crazy. And we're only going to get more. Mm-hmm. We're only going to get more. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, man. That's time to be a nerd right now. The stuff that doesn't do well, like how the Inhumans didn't really take off, that's still, it's just like with any other movie. Like you have a, oh, yeah. let's say a regular movie, I don't know, Gods of Egypt, which wasn't going to do well at all, but that didn't do well, but that won't stop you from getting another movie about Egypt. Done right or wrong, you still are going to get more. So, hell, they might have fucked up with Inhumans, but, you know, give it about three or four or five years and they're going to find a way to do it better you know yeah don't bring them back i mean that's that stuff happens a lot um that happens a lot in comics and stuff in general you know the like uh, america right now yeah, her solo yeah, isn't isn't too isn't too high right now it's not too great um but give it give it a year give it two years and and you put the uh, a good writer on her give her a good story and a good artist and bam oh look, check out the most hottest comic on the land america right. ain't no one gonna right. remember the stuff that happened before right, so yeah right, that, right. It, Humans is the same thing, and humans have potential to kind of be like a Game of Thrones type of type of thing yeah. in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like they have that you know that royal family shit going on. So I could really see see them popping in like a couple of years when people start to like that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, people just because the humans are kind of serious too. You know, they ain't really funny. Yeah, yeah. So like, I could see people maybe you know picking up on that, maybe, you know, who, who knows when they're going to pick up on it. as an HBO series or something like that. Uh-huh, make it, uh-huh. Sure. It, it all depends. All that stuff depends, but Man, yeah. Marvel can't be, they can't be a hundred percent all the time. Yeah, so that's right. just, right. That's just logically uh, <laughs> impossible. Yeah. And I don't even like the humans like in the comics, but I was counting on this property to make me give a damn, at least in the cinematic universe. But either way, like, nice. my personal feelings aside, I'm still in the same camp that, and humans can be done right, and like you said, yeah. the right artist. Like, cause um, shit, the Black Bolt, um, Black Bolt comics amazing right now. Is yes. dopest, and this is the same man. And I, oh, forgive me for forgetting his name, but he has uh, Sol- a comic. Saladin Ahmed. Yes, he yep. has this comic Abbott, which is about a black woman in Detroit it's good. in the seventies. Yep. Like, I am blown away, and and the strength of that first issue of Abbott is what made me go and get the first three issues of Black Bolt. I said, if I can get through the first three issues, I'm going to just pick up the whole run. And I am, like, and I couldn't stop turning the pages, man. It, it's great. I mean, it, his writing is so fluid. It's got so much passion. It's so much heart. And and I think Marvel just gave him that, um, who is it? Quicksilver oh, series. He's oh, actually, really? he's actually yep, he's got a Quicksilver series coming out, too. See, and now he's got, and then uh, Exiles, too. Uh, yeah, I got it. At this point, at this stage in the game, with me being grown and having a job and I can pick up my own shit, I'm not that little kid anymore. I'm right. no longer going to pick up books just off the strength of, oh, I like the mutants because I don't like X-Men Blue and Gold right now. I'm not I'm not a fan of them. But no, no. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. That, that, it's not it's not as it's not as strong. It started off pretty decent for me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah I stopped yeah, I stopped yeah. reading gold about issue ten yeah, I should have stopped too, but uh, <laughs> it's not, Astonishing X-Men is where it's at for me. Oh, Astonishing is great. Oh, yeah, Astonishing uh, is great. 
And I've said before, this Astonishing X-Men, for me, is giving me nostalgic feelings from X-Men stories back in the 90s, uh, yep. the, the late 80s. Like It feels like it's high high stakes, action-packed, fast-moving, and there are those quiet moments like when uh, they were in the, what the fuck, the Astro Plane or whatever with Farouk, and like yeah. everybody was fed these fake illusions. Even that, like I was like, oh, this, this book is damn good. And, yeah, Sonic was good. I love it. And so, okay, um, I was told that it was a limited, it wasn't an ongoing, but shit, we had issue eight. So I'm like, is this only a yeah. 12 issue? Like, I'm not sure. Um, I, I've been I, I've been looking for Charles Soule on Twitter to see if he says anything about it or nothing like that because yeah. yeah. I haven't seen anything officially that it was a twelve issue. Right, right, right. Uh, many, but know. I've seen uh, I've seen that uh, on on I've seen other people say it. So yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, man, I hope not. I hope not because this, he is doing something amazing. Like you have, and I've always liked Mystique, but you have a team with Mystique and Old Man Logan with mm-hmm. younger Charles, Exe- or excuse me, X, and Bishop. Like it's, bruh, I just. It's I'm, good. Yeah, it's I'm dying. Good. I mean, Charles, Charles Soul is the man anyway. His his Daredevil run right now is fantastic. I and, love it right now. And see, that, and that's what the point I was getting at is that now I'm following artists and writers i'm not necessarily following um the thing that i just like instinctively like i picked Sorry. up um uh dr strange because of chris Pachalo. like what was it last year or was it the end of 2016 mm-hmm. anyway, i picked it up off the strength of his art alone because i love his art and i kind of fell off whatever because i moved from michigan to uh to texas and so within finding a new store and whatever else i kind of fell off but i went to him Purely based off of his art, you know, and it's just like I still enjoyed the story, but I, I won't be a mindless uh, mutant lover forever. Like I can't. Well, no, I feel you. No, I feel you. And that's how it's funny because I'm not a huge Wolverine fan. I am a Wolverine fan, mm-hmm. but I just you know I just got tired of him. Yeah. But then I saw that he's coming back, and just yeah. like you said, I followed the artist and the writer. I saw that Charles Soule and David Marquez was on there. I said, man, let me pre-order this bitch real quick. Right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. <laughs> those are two of my top favorite creators, period, right yeah. now. Like, all times. So I was just like, dang, I got to buy this. So yeah, it, it's really dope right now. Comics is really good right now. Like, yeah. I like, you know, I, I read DC, Image, Valiant, Lion Forge, uh, all of them. I just, all I just got into, like, DC, I read it as well. I'm into Catalyst Prime, but I mm-hmm. just got into... Um, Valiant and okay, Ninja K or Ninjak, bruh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ninja I, tr- I bought the first trade. I said, okay, this was like weeks ago. I said, I can mm. give my pull list, read the first trade. If I like it, okay, I'll check out the next one. By the time, because I read it at work, by the time my shift was over, I was running back to the store to pick up the next two. <laughs> bruh, I said, this is a fucking phenomenal. Like, yeah, Ninjak is cold. Bro, I and, and, and I'm a brick proponent for uh, representation, and I always default to a person of color before a white person in comics. Mm. But man, I Ninja has sold me to the point where I'm not choosing him over anybody else. You know, it's really <laughs> my, what my wallet allows. But if a Ninja book, I said put that on my pull list. Put everything in Catalyst Prime on my pull list. Give me like I'm, bro. <laughs> Man, yeah, I mean, Valiant, it's funny. I I love Marvel. I love DC. I grew up with them. I personally, right now, like Valiant more than any other comics coming out right Okay, okay. Who's um, Valiant, oh, my favorite character in Valiant is Exo Manowar. Not even okay. close. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pick him up then. Let me pull 
Exo was so like because Valiant and Valiant's actually going through some tough times right now. They just got bought out by like a big company, oh, and they fired the CEO who's headed their like this. The CEO he I think he he was like his name was a uh, Dinesh Shajmazdandi or something like that. I, I don't know what, where he's from, but he was the reason that Valiant got really diverse over the last like six seven years. Yeah, okay, and and they fired him now, so that kind of sucks, but. Um, but for the past six years, Valiant has been killing the game. And they got Exo Manowar, Bloodshot. They got Faith, who was one of the only premier uh, 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 plus-size superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Faith is good. Um, they got Livewire. She's my favorite b- b- black female in comics, period, right now. Okay, Not Livewire. even close. Uh, uh, Livewire. Uh, no, no, no. She doesn't have her own book. So what uh, Valiant has is uh, this book called Unity. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, and okay. Unity, yeah, it's just it's basically Valiant's Justice League. It's a pretty easy book to read. It's just like their government team. Exo Manowar is on it. Um, Livewire is on it. Ninjak's on it, and so is on who else? Uh, Eternal Warrior. He's on okay. it. Okay, okay. Them four, and they and they all do you know they just do government stuff and everything. And Livewire is on it too. And Livewire actually has her own uh, four issue miniseries called Secret Weapon, Secret. where she leads her own team. Yep, uh, secret weapons. It was a lot, and to me, but personally, like objectively, not my favorite thing, but objectively, it's Valiant's best comic from 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 page to page ever. Oh, okay. It was okay. it was it was structured really well. It was written perfectly. The build up was great. The art was 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 solid. Like it was it was easily their best piece of work that they put out, and, and they really got behind it and, and uh, promoted it a lot. And uh, Livewire is one of those characters. I, I mean, I love her just because of how obviously you know she. She's black, but like yeah. she's so smart, she's so funny. She takes zero shit from anybody, and I mean she's just she's just a dope character. And actually, this year she's gonna be the main person in their big like um uh, event that they're doing. It's called uh the War Wars Two. Yep. Okay. See, and I've been seeing like solicits for that, and I am I'm I'm pissed at myself because I don't. Know, I mean, you got to start somewhere. So I ain't that bad, but I right. because of how much I'm in love with Ninjak, whatever this first run was, I have to look at more of what Valiant has to offer. Um, I've seen Faith. I know who she is. I kind of know the, the, the pitch behind her, but I've never read a Faith book. Um, but I'm trying to change that. Cause again, X-Men blue and gold aren't doing it for me. I picked up red issue one. It was okay. All I'm right. going to pick up two and three to see how I feel about it. If I don't, then whatever, but I'll probably replace a lot of Marvel and DC with Valiant and with Catalyst Prime and with like other indie indie books because this I mean what I would recommend you know for you and you know all the people listening out there uh the original uh Harbinger series well not original just the Harbinger series it's uh, it was it came out started up every all this started in 2011 when they when they relaunched their entire line they put in a lot of work in the past six years it's crazy Okay. Um, it was written by Joshua uh, Joshua Dysart and uh, and it was drawn by Carrie Evans. If you follow that Harbinger, you know you can get the trade on Amazon eight bucks something like that. Okay. It's uh, issues one, two, and three, and then Harbinger Wars is is a big event, and then that's pretty much all you need to read before Harbinger's War too. I mean, okay. it's going to be and like it's, it's basically it's just Valiant's version of like X Men. Um, yeah, Harbinger. Uh, Harbinger is about this guy named Peter. He's like a super. He's like he's like a level, you know, a level one uh, type of of psyot, They call him. Yeah. Okay. And, he, and he's he he gets uh, recruited by 
one of Valiant's, uh, no, Valiant's best villain. His name is Toyo Harada. He's a Japanese villain. He's kind of like a, a Magneto with money. Okay. So, so instead of burning everything to the ground, instead of demanding stuff, he uses his uh, his 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 organizations and stuff to do his like evil plans. Mm-hmm. But he's not really evil at the same time. He just he just wants to peacefully take over the world in a way. Like he doesn't want to. <laughs> it's, it's it's weird. It's weird. But um, that's what that well, that's what Harbinger's about. It's about that story between them two. Harbinger's War is about you know a big battle between them, and Harbinger's War Two brings in Livewire and some other characters. So. I can't wait for it. it. Comes, I think it comes out May 18th. Is when okay. it comes out. Okay, you're going to write that out May 18th. Cause I, yeah, um, again on my show, I like to cover characters of color, no matter what, you know, black exclusively, but characters of mm-hmm. color. And since I picked up Ninjak, like there's um, there's a black woman in Ninjak, and I'm, and she doesn't play a super huge role. I think into the mm-hmm. like two trays, but it, it's clear that it's significant. Like it's clear that, and I'm right. looking like the history that they have is established that it, it's it's existed so it's like okay i have to read other books to see where this woman and popped up in because like yeah man valiant is doing this damn thing man the yeah, valiant has tons of heroes they got heroes uh they got diverse heroes across the board my my favorite valiant comic of all time and it's in my top comics of all time is um uh, divinity that's my favorite one divinity okay divinity he's a black uh russian who was he was he was uh, left on the doorstep of the Russian government when he was a baby, uh-huh. and so the Russians decided to raise him, and and they decided to make him a pawn. They decided to send him into space uh, during the Cold War, but not just the space. They wanted to send him to the edges of of um of like the universe okay. to, to like discover something, and basically that's what the whole story is about, and that's where it starts off. But that story and, and that was written by Matt Kite, who's my favorite uh, Valiant writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's written in he's written so many diverse heroes. I mean, he, he's just a, a a white guy, but like he, he writes so many diverse he writes so many diverse heroes so well, man, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Livewire's best moments came from him uh, in oh, Unity. Okay. He writes, yeah, he see, writes Unity too. Man, and that's what I, man. If see if we could get just, I feel as if marvel and dc are doing their thing on a big screen but if we could find some way to get these other indie creators to just get one character on a netflix series or something it would be so dope because as much as i love marvel and dc there are so many other amazing stories being told oh yeah yeah valiant's trying to do i don't know if you heard that ninjack versus the universe series See, they're trying to get that off they're doing it live action yeah, it's a lot of action. See, the, this is where this is where this is where that buyout gets tricky because mm-hmm. they might just cancel it now. I don't know what's going on with it. Um, but it's supposed to be. It's like you know how DC has like um, Injustice or like Kingdom yeah. Come, yeah. the Elseworld stories. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. This isn't connected to anything. This was supposed to be just a big marketing tool for people to see how cool all the value characters are yes and and it, it goes around this this story of ninjak betraying all his people all his friends livewire exo man of war bloodshot and they have to hunt him down and kill him so it was really just like a big action thing mm. and it's supposed to come out late this year but i don't know if they cancel it or or, or whatever so God damn. yeah yeah well shit i would love to see that because don't they already oh, have, uh, um ninjak versus the valiant universe or kills the valiant universe yeah, they have it in uh, the comics right now. Issue two just came out mm-hmm. last week, and it's and the, the they say that it pairs up with the web series that's dropping. Oh, 
And yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how though, because it's basically just telling the whole story. Yeah. yeah. So, right, right, right. so I, I'm interested to see what they do, and it is they're they're kind of caught in a very weird situation because when they announced it, which was like three years ago, mm-hmm. they announced it so long ago. I think they really wanted to do it, but I think things behind closed doors got muddy or whatever. They didn't have the money. I don't know what happened, yeah. and I think yeah. that they were forced to accept that buyout. And now whoever whoever these new this new company is, they might scrap the project completely. Uh, so uh, let's let's hope for a. Uh... Marvel take on the characters that they had left over from when uh, they had the sale back in the nineties, and yep. to get the like the Iron Man and the Thors. I hope I hope that's the route we take because man, these is some amazing. What I've seen so far has been dope as hell. So the Exo Man of War comic right now has been it's been one of the most beautiful comics I think I've ever read in my life. It's mm-hmm. so it's so good. Um, Exo Man of War is pretty much just a, he's just a a, a barbarian. And he's he's from he's from a different time and he gets transported to Earth, yada, yada, yada. But this comic shows him on a different planet for the first time ever. He's the first person in the value universe to go to like a whole different planet. And it shows him dealing with alien politics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's like some racial undertones in there and he can't figure stuff out. It's great. I love it. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, yeah, I guess I'll add that to my list. Every time I talk to somebody new, I'm losing money. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. And, and 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 Ninja K too. I don't know if you've seen read the last issue. They just in, they introduced the first black female. Yeah, Ninja I'm looking at it in my head right now. I, I got issue yep. four. I had, I'm not. I haven't read it yet, only because I'm behind. I think I'm on issue one of this okay. new run. But I want right, to read right, right. all like I want. I want to read the end of the last run and then go right into this one. But shit, work and personal life. It, it's shit. good. It's good too. Yeah. Okay. It, it, yeah. It's really good. I like it a lot. Man, okay, okay, because they, when I took listeners, look, Ninja, Ninjak, Ninja K, that first run had some, like, the way in which Black Panther was layered to the point where you realize after a few watches, or if the first one, if you were that savvy, how that beginning <laughs> of explaining Wakanda was Njobu explaining Wakanda to Killmonger as a kid. Uh, yep, yep. How that, like, once you realize that, a lot of shit just, like, kind of changed for you watching the movie. Ninja Ninja K was full of plot twists, but they were done in such an expertly paced, planned way that they there's were. no way he could have wrote issue one through five and not already had all the way up to issue twelve done or thought about. I think I, I think Matt kind of wrote that too, didn't he? I believe so. I believe so. I'll yeah, see, see, man. Man, Matt Kai is one of those writers that I mean, I'm I guess I'm glad that he's not like super super famous on the Marvel DC train yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. But boy, he I mean, he actually he wrote Divinity, Unity, Ninjak. I don't know if you if you've heard of a Rye before. He wrote Rye too. No, okay, okay, I have to look that up. But, yep, it's a Valiant comic. It's basically just it's a crazy and it, they just let him. This was back when they let him do all his crazy ideas, but they all worked. Mm-hmm. Rye is about uh the the world in the year four thousand and one. Okay, okay. And and, and uh, Rai is a half-human, half-cyborg protector of Earth, and he's in a battle with, like, a super-intelligent AI called the Father. So, I mean, and it's crazy. All the art is, like, digitized and stuff like that, and it, 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 it's such a great comic. That, that sounds dope. Man, I just... I get, the strength of Ninja alone would have me buy anything that, like... Bruh, I... I was I did a lot of reading at work, <laughs> but when I read that, like 
my coworkers, and they don't give a damn about comments, but they right. were like, nigga, what the hell are you going through? But just, and I, I <laughs> refuse to spoil anything, but some of the stuff that would, like, the art too in there is just is nice, is graphic, and it's, it's done so well. Oh my god, I love it! I love it. And there's representation in Ninja. Like you could easily have Ninjax first run be a streaming service series, a trilogy. Well, maybe a trilogy plus one, but either way, this could be. Yeah, I mean, if they put that on, if they put that on Netflix, hired a really talented, you know, actor who could handle the stunts and everything, yes, yes. and they and they follow that story page by page. I mean, I could see that easily. Yes. I could watch eight episodes of that all day. Uh, just and I just I'm bite my tongue so I don't spoil nothing. I, I don't oh, yeah. know how to present. All I know is if you like plot twists, if you because I I was so determined, not even determined, I was just so confident that I knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Every time I found out, no, motherfucker, you don't know, it still <laughs> had me like, oh, shit. Like, so yeah, man, I'm Valiant, Valiant, based off of Ninjak alone, the strength of Ninjak, I'll pick up anything Valiant. Like, Same. I mean, and that's, one of the first things I read from them, it was it was Exo Manowar mm-hmm. uh, back in back then, and I was just like, "This is really this is really dope." I'm gonna keep reading this. Yeah. Then I read yeah. Bloodshot. Then I got into Harbinger. Then I read Shadow Man. I mean, they just got so many different characters that handle so many different things. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about Valiant is they remind me of how how DC really used to be. Okay. Not used to be. How DC would just focus on those individual stories about mm-hmm. those individual characters. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, they would cross paths with somebody else, but it was really about those individual characters and how they yeah. grew as, you know, how they grew as characters, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Valiant has really hit their stride in that. And that all these characters now, they're so defined and they're so interesting. So now when they come together, I just be like, bro, let's get it. Let's go. Like, <laughs> because they've gone through so much by themselves yeah. that when they come together, it's a free, it's a real freaking event. Because the Valiant doesn't do events that often. Yeah. And, and, oh, and when wow. they do, it's, just, it's great. Yes. Bro, I say it again. I'll say it a thousand times. I have event fatigue. I'm tired of an event every 18 months. If not yeah. more than that. Like, um, I think DC did the, what is it, the Night of the Monster Men or whatever, but that was a smaller Bat Family event. And I, though I didn't read through the whole thing, I was like, okay, I can work with smaller events like this where it's contained to um, two or three titles and it's a really quick, like, one issue per per, um, title. I can do that. And then they hit you with with, uh, Dark Knight Metal. (laughs) You know, I said, fuck it, I'm not... I'm not doing it. I just refuse. I read to. the first issue and really liked it, and I read I read the second issue and really liked it. I started seeing all those tie-ins and all those Dawn Breaker yes. and Murder Machine. I said yes. DC. And I, that, that's yes. what I, I don't understand. I'm like, I just want control of DC or Marvel for like, give me one year, one year worth of control where I can set the pace and I'll give you some dynamic ass stories. Right, and and, and and sometimes it's good. I mean, like I, Secret Empire was a big controversy. I didn't mind the story. I thought I, I predicted the ending in like issue three, so, <laughs> so that was kind of so that was kind of off to me. Mm-hmm. But that's not even a problem with me. But Civil War Two was a big problem because Ultimates got cut down because of it. Bruh, um, bruh. Uh, Kamala's story got cut short because yes. of it. Miles was doing some stupid stuff because of it. Civil War Two interfered with everybody's story. Even Luke and, Cage and, uh, yeah. Power, Iron Man and Power, like it was Iron Man, uh, Power, yeah. 
you know what I'm saying, shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Civil War Two really, it it really interfered with a lot. And I don't care about events. I really don't care about events that much. But when you start interfering with different events, because Ultimates up until that point was Ultimates was good throughout. It was good throughout. It was good throughout. But imagine if they would have kept going in the same vein with that uh, Galactus stuff and didn't have to worry about Civil War Two crap going on. That would have been cool to see. And for me, the mark of a good event is when it can stand alone. Like you can, if you can affect everything, that's fine. Like, um, what was it back in the nineties? Um, when we did the mutants, God, uh, age of apocalypse where for four issues, four issues, everybody was in the age of apocalypse and we came out the end back, you know, back to normal. That's fine, because right. I know, you know, when this is all collected, a big-ass omnibus, this will be a good read, but I can still read Generation X from issue one to, I think it was four, and then skip over to five and not even have to interfere with Age of Apocalypse. If this story right. can stand on its own, and even if it affects things slightly, but not take over, you know, take a, hijack a whole book that was doing its own thing, that's when it becomes a problem, because now you're messing with the money, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I think I think also too, we got spoiled with Hickman's uh Avengers. <laughs> I think I think that the way that he crafted that from, from start to finish mm-hmm. and the way that he the way that he placed um uh what was that event? Infinity yeah. in there. And it seemed it didn't even seem like an event. It, it obviously was an event. Yeah. But it just it flowed so well with the story. It was just, you know, Avengers Avengers Volume Four and New yeah. Avengers Volume Two. Yeah. It flowed so well, and recently Civil War Two didn't flow well at all. No, it felt, it felt so jumbled all over the place. They didn't know what was going on. Ulysses, who who the hell is that? Was he created specifically <laughs> for this event? Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh, they could have did a bit. And, and you know, and I, I, I want to say I hate to be that guy, but I don't. When you get these characters, why couldn't he have been a man of color? Just like yeah. in, in um. X-Men, I think Iceman issue, I want to say, three or four when him and Kitty Pryde went on a solo mission to rescue this new mutant and the whole purpose of that story was just so that she can confront him about his sexuality, but they found this new mutant, this nameless mutant, and he was just clearly a white boy, and I'm like, you have (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I I, I definitely feel you. It just he, you could have made him trans, you could have made him Asian, you could have made him Indonesian, you could have made him anything, but you defaulted to white. And he ain't even in the books anymore. He was just like a MacGuffin character so that they could get right. from point A to point B and have a conversation. You could have just made him random Korean boy number three so that in a year from now, somebody can pick him up and make him something. But you... It, yeah, they, they gotta, and and now they're doing the whole fresh start thing, and uh, I'm not, I'm not a huge. I said I'm not too. I don't have too many hot takes on certain things. Uh, okay, it, it could be good. It could be good because, like, as long as Daredevil's still there, I'm cool. So I mean, like, you know, if, <laughs> if Marvel do anything with Daredevil, if they do anything funky with Daredevil, I'm done. So <laughs> already, already, you know, the X Men's always gonna have crazy stuff going on with them. You know, X Men is my favorite team in comics ever. Okay, okay. So, yeah. But the X Men are always at this point. They're always going to have crazy stuff going on with them because you know there's just, it's so convoluted at this point. So I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm not dying for great X Men comics because the best X Men comics already have. Yeah. So um, everything else, I mean, I think it's cool that Iron Man and and uh, Cap and Thor is coming back. But at the same time, I'm just like whatever. I guess I mean I don't know. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> at the same time, I'm just like, whatever. I mean, cool. Y'all back now. So, but I, as long as the stories is good, because I, I have no doubt in my mind that Aaron's, uh, Jason Aaron's um, uh, Avengers is going to be amazing. There's no doubt in my mind it's going to be amazing. I have to, I have to wait and let you read them and let me know, cause I'm not a, I'm not an Avengers fan. I've never been like, cause I've, I've grown up biased, cause I my first introduction to, uh, Marvel was <clears throat> through mutants. So I'm to the point now where I'm married to that, but I'm trying to branch out more, and I couldn't even get into the Fantastic Four, though I understand the weight that they hold in the Marvel universe. I just, right. I need somebody to push me and say, check out. So-and-so's run on Fantastic Four. Check out so-and-so's... Like, I have Young Avengers. I have a couple volumes of that with Wiccan and, and uh, Homeboy, um, Black Dude, Black Captain America Dude. Like, I have that. Oh, yes. But, Sam Wilson? Um, no, no, no. No, no, no. Um, who's the first Black... I did an episode on oh, um, uh, Isaiah um, Bradley? Yes, good. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> it was a tip of my like, <laughs> Yeah, Bradley. But I'm just like... I don't know. I gotta. I have to. I have to. When you, you let me know. <laughs> have you been reading? Uh, have you been reading Jason Aaron's Thor right now? No, but you know what? A lot of the podcasts I listen to um, that are you know white folks, they rave on this, and I've been spoiled. And I'm I don't even worried about having spoilers because I've heard everything from them. But everything, every time they discuss this run. I'm like, oh, I need to either wait and get the omnibus, or I need to start getting the trades right now, cause I'm, I'm so interested based off of their conversation alone, and it's like, yeah, it's good. Okay, so let me put that down too. And then uh, Jason Aaron's Doctor Strange run too is really dope. Okay, Jason. Aaron. Yep, uh, I can't remember when that was. It was a couple years before, but uh, Jason Aaron's Doctor Jason Aaron is just one of those. He's one of those one in a lifetime type of comic writers. Yeah, but I think that yeah. I think that Avengers is gonna be another thing special for them. Okay, well, that's what's up. And I'm, I'm hoping so, especially with Infinity War coming, like, right down the pipeline. I'm hoping that that uh, is something amazing because, shit, people going to be running to the stores trying to get something that looks like the, the film, so. Exactly. And he's doing, uh, it looks like uh, from all the little, little teaser images, he's combining the, them with the, the, the BC um, Avengers as well. Okay. And because uh, he introduced them in Legacy, you know, you got uh, the first Black Panther, the original Iron Fist, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Odin, and you know, all that stuff. So it's kind of going to be some kind of like time traveling cosmic story, maybe Hickman esque type story. So I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I think okay. it's going to be really cool. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to give that a shot then because, um, yeah, I just haven't been motivated by a lot of Marvel and DC stuff. Like on the DCN, White Knight, Batman White Knight has been having me. I'm amazed at that book, but then on the Marvel yeah, side, yeah, I haven't read it, but I heard it's really good, Bruh, When I t- look now, I'm telling you, you can tell me about <laughs> Valiant. I can tell you about White Knight. That shit is amazing. Like that's the one where basically Joker, like the roles are kind of like reversed, yes, right? That's that yes, one. Okay. yes, and it's oh my god, um, the there such care has been taken with the idea of the roles being reversed of making right. Batman the villain. But Batman is just doing what he what he does in every single Batman book. So you're not even you're changing the narrative, but you're doing it with the very same things that he already does. And it's just like, man, That's interesting. this is this is so even like Harley Quinn's um, 
role in this book is so fucking dope. Like a, a lot of times, I I feel like women get the short end of the stick when it comes to being in comics. But this yeah, Harley don't. Quinn is simply amazing. Um, yeah, man, you gotta you gotta read that. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Now, DC always has DC for me. Um, I wish they would, you know, get a little more d- diverse characters in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just on the, you know, on the basis of it's kind of, it's, there's no excuse now to not have diverse characters right, right, in your right. stories. There's no excuse to not have diverse writers. There's no excuse to not have diverse editors, colorists, artists. There's no excuse anymore. So I really want DC to catch up with that. I mean, but they always have good stories. Uh, Green Lanterns is really good. Action Comics is good. This Superman run has been phenomenal. I really like. It. I don't even like Superman. But I like Superman as much more as I get older. Uh-huh. But but this Superman run and Rebirth has been. It's just been fun to read. Okay. DC always has good stuff. But I'm to the point now, in my age, where I know what I'm gonna get when I read comics like that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Superman or Batman or something like. That. I mean, and White Knight is different. I'm just talking like your typical stuff. Right, right, right. right. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm always looking for new stuff to read and. And uh, DC, man, I, if I see the same Justice League again, uh, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the Justice League, and I, I, I absolutely love the Justice League. I grew up with the Justice League, but it, it, can we? Is it gonna kill us to see Vixen on the on the the main league? Will it kill him to do Mister Terrific on the main league? I mean, I, I want to. My, my favorite DC character is a uh, is um Captain Adam one of the strongest characters in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I want to see Captain Adam on the league. I mean, I want to, I don't get it. I don't get why they don't just do that one year. And now they're doing that. Um, what's that event called? They're doing coming up. Um, no justice and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. We're splitting yeah. up the league into different teams and stuff. That's cool. But like Avengers is kind of doing that right now. So it's yeah. like, y'all, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see, yeah. but Snyder is a really good writer and he's the one taking over Justice League. Mm-hmm. So just like with Jason Aaron, I think I'll just follow Ju- Justice League just to see where he takes it because he, he's such a, a great a great writer. Okay, that's what's up. Because man, I yeah, I'm I'm to the point now where be innovative, do something different. I understand watching you know your neighbor, you know, quote them DC and Marvel, looking over each other's shoulder and seeing what works for that company, but do something Same. different. Like give Vixen, like you said, give her her own team, give her her own just. Yeah. I think um, Mr. Terrific is has a team. Terrific's Terrific. coming out. Yeah, it's coming out yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, and I know this on my list because once I saw the solicitors, I said, "Add that." I, I don't care when it come out. Add that shit to my list. But um, yeah, just do some different shit, and it is. It doesn't even. Again, DC has so many amazing characters as well. So that's just like man. It really just comes down to picking the right team. Doing yep. something different. Get a differently abled, colorblind, Asian, lesbian from South Africa and give her a book. And that's an extreme example, but just give, give the book to somebody with a different lived-in experience and see what nah, yeah. from it. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, they got, that's, and it's, I, I guess, I guess that they're showing that when you have all of your characters, movies, or I mean, now I'm going to the, the movies. Yeah. Uh, when you have all your characters, they kind of have relied on just their iconic characters, mm-hmm. whereas Marvel had to rely on the stale Avengers at the time. Yes, at the time. Yes. yes. At the time when at the time when they were planning this, they was like, y'all, 
We ain't got Spider Man. We ain't got no X Man. <laughs> right, right, we ain't got right, right, what, what the we gonna do? What is we gonna do to get some more money in this place? <laughs> right. And they were like, we could do Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. I bet you that. I bet you that intern got fired. Like, <laughs> like. So Marvel was really against the ropes when they was figuring this shit out, and yeah. and in DC, I I guess they, they cocky. To, they never had to do that. Yeah, I, I guess they. I guess they just feeling themselves too much, and now. We had a point where Black Panther has outsold Justice League in two weeks. So, like, and, and you know, <laughs> it's again, it, it falls back on Warner Brothers in DC. Like, again, you even if you were going to focus on the Justice League, which I think was a mistake, because in my yeah. mind personally, I feel like you should have the Justice League established. Maybe give a Batman and Superman movie because those will always sell. But focus on exactly. like Marvel, those other characters that would round out the rest of this universe, like. Yep. Give me a vixen, you know. Give me even a green. Well, they're doing amazing with the CW stuff. Mm-hmm. Can I? And if you you go and in DC in DC's case, um, at this point we already know a lot of people know who like because they talk they, they keep talking about a Batman movie, a Batman movie, a Batman mm-hmm. movie. If you gonna give me a Batman movie, there ain't no reason I don't see Jason. T- I mean, not Jason. T- um, Dick Grayson in there. Yeah. There's no reason I don't see maybe Jason Todd. There's no reason to not see Oracle. There's no reason to not see uh, B- Batwoman. They need to just start throwing in all these extra characters. I mean, not all of them, mm-hmm. but like you can't like 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 when Aquaman comes out in May, mm-hmm. Mara better be having a whole bunch of that spotlight because she is an amazing character. Yeah, like yeah. you can't just focus on Batman, Superman, and whoever else forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just you just can't because people don't care no more. Yeah. I mean. The, the, they care in the sense that obviously these characters are iconic, but right, like right. when Guardians right. of the Galaxy can make more of the same amount as a Justice League movie, yes, it tells yes, you times are changing. Right, 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 right. And, and and you know to your point, in Black Panther, the time that he was not on screen because we believed him dead, we focused more on these women in the uh, the Wakanda as a whole. We didn't we didn't rely on T'Challa being the thing that led us through the movie. So exactly. again, we can do an Aquaman movie and have Mera, and we we don't have to focus on Jason Momoa. Everybody, he's attractive, he's big. We seen what he could do in Justice League. We seen him in Game of Thrones. We know this nigga. Put him on screen, exactly. but you know, fill out the rest of this underwater deep sea adventure shit. Like how many people watching Black Panther at the end of the weekend? And I'm guessing this isn't a high number. How many people said? T'Challa was my favorite character. Almost nobody. Yeah. Because the movie I mean, the movie was about him, obviously, mm-hmm. but Ryan Coogler did such a good job of mixing everyone in the story to make sure everyone had yeah. their special moments. Because I always use I always use my, my girlfriend for these type of assessments. Because uh, my girlfriend doesn't. Uh, she's seen pretty much every Marvel movie. Yeah. She don't read comics yeah. at all. Okay, okay. And so I, her assessment, every time I talk to her about movies, it's it's completely clean, unbiased. She has yeah. no, she, she doesn't care. And all she was talking about after this movie, she was like, I want to see a Sherry movie tomorrow. Yes. yes like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. so like, I mean, so like, Brian Cooler did such a good job with that. Like, that's how you do that. You got to give other characters time to shine. Like, we know why we're there. Black yeah. Panther. Like, you know, we, we know why we're there to see him. But like, I was not expecting Sherry to be that good. I wasn't expecting to like all those characters that much. Right. Um, right I guess right, I should have right. been. But they were all just so powerful. And DC is just, they're trying to, I don't know what they're trying to do anymore. And right. personally, I don't even care because, I mean, you know, it's either going to happen or it's not. 
the longer that DC doesn't get their stuff together, the more that maybe Valiant can can come on. The yeah. the more that Image can start getting stuff out. I mean, and the more that you know solo creators can start getting stuff too. So they can yeah. keep messing up for all I care. I yeah, really yeah, because <laughs> I'm not gonna beg you to take my money, and I'm not gonna give you my money for these Justice League type movies. Like, yeah, it's I don't know. They get it together one day. Hell, um, exactly. But even with like, and it just came to mind with Sony. I think Sony is in a position to do something like dope as hell because they still have rights to Spider-Man, some of his rogues gallery. And we're getting the Black and Sable movie about Black Cat and Silver Sable. We're getting the Mm -hmm. film. Like, I've never even thought of the possibility of creating a cinematic universe based off of just the villains. Right. What that looks like. Like, don't even put Spider-Man in any of these movies and do all these intimate, quiet films and then eventually do a big Avengers-style film. But that would be dope as hell if they would follow through with whatever they have available to them. Yeah, I think that last point right there is key, follow through, because that first Venom trailer was stale. Yeah, that was not good at all. No, <laughs> That first Venom trailer was stale. And I love Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people didn't. I mean, some people, especially in the nerd community, uh, didn't like him as Bane. I loved him as Bane. I loved him. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I loved him as Bane. Um, and in all his other movies he's been good in, he's a great actor. So hopefully Sony can put together a movie that makes me care about Venom at the end of the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. And don't because him, he, he's a good character, one of the best Spider-Man villains, you know, yeah. it's, it's fun to see him in Spider-Man fight. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that's, that's where, that's where it gets hard. Mm-hmm. How do you make, obviously the, the, the general audiences is always a, a tricky thing. Yeah. How do you get them to care? How do you get people who like the character already, but don't care about the character to care? I like Venom. I just don't give it, I don't give a damn about him. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's a tricky thing to do, and that's why you know that's that's that's, that's real hard because with like Groot and Rocket Raccoon, yeah. I really I didn't really even know know them too much before that movie mm-hmm, came out. Mm-hmm. So they're brand new to me. I know Venom. I'm I'm lukewarm to Venom. Yeah. And and I don't I don't know. I wouldn't say a lot of people are, but a lot, a good chunk of people are just like yeah, Venom. He cool. Yeah. I, I like Venom. Mm-hmm. So that's that, that's a difficult thing to do, and I, I hope Sony pulls it off because. We need more more different types of movies like that. Yeah, and if, if that would be dope as hell if they could, like I said, fill out this world with this rogues gallery in some kind of way, make Spider Man the big bad like Thanos is for uh for the for the Avengers. Like that would be if you could convince me. That would be interesting. That, <laughs> that would be you know, dope. And even and don't even sell us that things are good guys. Let the audience know that all of these people are villains, and you're rooting for them because we've gotten these intimate, quiet movies. With the Venom, mm. with the Black Cat, with Silver Sable, and then, though we know Spider Man is the hero, we want him to get his ass beat because I I love Venom. Now. You know, like that would be exactly that would exactly be nice. that would be nice. I kind of if, if they did it how uh, how Daredevil took their in season one took their time with with uh, yes. with Kingpin. Yes, yes. And you don't necessarily want Kingpin to beat Daredevil, but you mm. kind of just sit there like, man. I kind of like this fat dude now. Like, right, I kind right. of like, 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 man, fat, fat boy kind of, he, you know, he kind of the homie now. I don't yes, want him dare to yes, beat him up yes. and send him to jail. I don't want dare to be able to kill him. Like, he's still bad, obviously. He still ain't, he, he still ain't worth nothing. Right, but right. You kinda, yeah. Same thing with, uh, with, um, Killmonger uh, just now. Yeah. When Killmonger shot that, shot his girl and killed the Dora Milaje, I was sitting there like, yeah, I was sitting there like, bro, you you evil. But then when he when when he when when he pulled the knife out of his body and, and said that quote at the end, yes. I was sitting there 
I'm like, man, I'm conflicted. I'm yeah. conflicted. <laughs> like, that's a good villain right there. That's yeah, a good villain. Absolutely. DC tried to do that with Suicide Squad, but they tried to make the movie too Guardians like. They tried to make it too fun. Which, and, that was and it's unnecessary. And it's hard to it's hard to balance all those characters. And it's hard to balance those characters when you rely on stereotypes, you know, that's BET. It. That's it. That's it. Because, again, I feel like Suicide Squad could have been one of those flagship movies for DC. Oh, it could have been. It, it could have been lightning in a bottle easily. It, like, like ugh, bro. it could have been amazing. Um, Number one, they messed up by not making Joker the villain. Mm-hmm. They should have made Joker the villain. Just yeah. like, I don't know if you've seen that DC animated movie, um, Assault on, on Arkham. No, no, no. I haven't seen it. Okay, well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's no, pretty. I mean, it, it, I, I okay. Well, it. basically, it just it revolves around um, uh, the Riddler doing okay. something. He, he gets caught for something. I can't remember exactly, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, same same situation. Uh, Waller comes up to him and, and puts the bombs in their necks or whatever, and makes yeah. him fight. Whatever. But Joker's in that too, and Joker has a different role in it. And in in Suicide Squad, it would have been cool if Joker was the main villain yeah. doing. Whatever. Yeah. You know, we're like, oh man, Joker's out doing doing his thing again. He was like, you want to call Batman? And, and Waller's like, no, 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 we need so, someone to kill Joker this time. Yeah. And so, and then she puts together the Suicide Squad. And then it would have been cool to see them do some actual villainy shit. But they, they don't do nothing in the movie that's bad. You I, know, Harley, Harley Quinn breaks that window, but that's about it. Yeah, that was it. Was a it, again something that you had? It was a diverse ass cast too. You had this Asian woman, this uh, Hispanic guy, black dude. Uh, white woman, but you had, and then this Native American, like you had all of these different characters who, you know, were pretty much analogs of the Justice League. Yeah, and they were, but they still, like I said, they relied on those stereotypes still. Uh, Katana, Katana talks in the comics. She she, she didn't say two words in the film in terms of English. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Um, Killer Killer Croc, obviously, with the BET line. And then uh, some of the, you know, uh, El, El Diablo, mm-hmm. and, and they stuck to the whole Mexican gangster thing. Which was you, like, you, it's cool. I mean, you know, a lot of people, the whole defense for that is like, that's how he is in the comic. Well, yeah, they change yeah. they change people all the time in the, in the movie. All the time. You, and you didn't have to rely on the even, like, oh, bro, I get so frustrated because this is, it's like, just a, it's, <laughs> man, I'm getting, so I'm no, it's you right. could just take your time. And it's, it feels like they don't have a plan. It feels like Marvel has a plan. We know we right. want to get to Infinity War. How do we do that with these movies? And then the and movies- even and even even besides that, um, they said uh, David Ayer, the writer, director, mm-hmm. whatever. They said they gave him six weeks to write that script. Oh, yeah. My dude, I don't care how long you got to write that script. You don't put no goddamn BET line in there. Like that's yeah. that's so tone deaf. It makes no sense. It's, it's ridiculous when you I know and I'm I'm not and I don't know for sure, but you're not about to make me believe that if Marvel or DC gave me Justice League or Avengers, that I wouldn't have access to somebody who's written these before. Like I couldn't go and say to any comic book writer, even if I was doing a Marvel movie, you can't tell me I couldn't go to somebody who's written for DC and say, hey, you know, I have an Asian character. I know her backstory. How do you feel about X, Y, and Z? Like if you, man. That's easy. That's it. That's that's it. Like, and then that person would tell you, that's cool. Maybe cut that. And oh yeah, let me tell you about another cool aspect you put that if someone Uh, Asian saw this, they might like it too. Right. Like as as a person who isn't, 
you know, whatever you're talking to, like yeah. you're talking to a gay person, you're talking to an Asian person, you're talking mm-hmm. to a Muslim, mm-hmm. you just got to accept it at that point. I mean, yeah. you just got to, and not even like in a bad way, accept it. you just got to like take that in and, and accept that they're really trying to help you out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he didn't do that, obviously, you know, I'm not saying he didn't do that, but Marvel clearly does that like i'm like coogler didn't just wake up and be like you know what i know i know women i'm gonna just make women powerful <laughs> like he talked to women around him i'm, I'm betting you yes. i'm betting that coogler yeah. talked to all the women on set constantly you know if, if he's got like women in his family he talks to yes. i'm sure he i'm sure he talked to them constantly about hey, how to wife. make women powerful. <laughs> his wife i'm sure he talked to women constantly about how to make women powerful in this movie it wasn't just all him and he says that he always gives credit to all of the people that helped him on that stuff, and that's why. And James Gunn is the same way. Uh, I mean, they're all all the Marvel directors really reach out to other people and take in what they what they give them. So, bro, yeah. a simple Google search would help with a lot of stuff too. Like yeah, that's true. That's true. Twitter, <laughs> like, and because I'm because there's been times like even with my Black Panther review, um, I'm you know I got a pretty decent amount of followers and listens and stuff on my podcast, but I literally said on social media, would anyone like to come on and discuss Black Panther? If mm-hmm. I show that you know it has a modest following and modest plays, can go and say, hey, anyone want to discuss Black Panther? And I get four or five different people to say, yeah, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. You can't make me believe that as someone who's writing a movie, you can say, hey, Twitter, who's some black people who I should follow and look at their work because we want Killer Croc to be an analog of a black man. Like, you can't yeah, for sure. me. <laughs> you know and actually, I mean? in the same vein of that, uh, Chris McKay, the guy who's going to direct this upcoming Nightwing movie, uh-huh. he actually did that on Twitter. <laughs> He asked Twitter, he was like, what do you guys think is the most important thing for Nightwing to have? See? There was like good, there was like good actor, Romany, uh, um, like um, a vulnerable or something like that. And there was like other, other I think. And I bet you he's going to take those to heart. He's going he gonna to look at all those responses and take it to heart and how he decides to cast Nightwing, how he decides to make Nightwing. And I think that was a smart move on his point to just to get a general common opinion thing on Nightwing. I think that was a, a, a smart move by him. Yeah, that goes back to somebody who gives a damn. Because you could have written that whole script, but if you get things, the input from other people, there's things you could have changed in that script, you know? Exactly. So, I don't know. I, I feel like, again, Suicide Squad could have been something bigger. It could have been happening parallel to Justice League shit, but just kind of an underground type mm-hmm. of, you know, as they are, the Justice League, the evil Justice League. But Yeah. Man. It would have been. It would have been good. It, it would have been cool to see them do, like, go off off the grid and go to like a different country or something yeah. like that. Yes, like, yes. It, like that's what that, that's usually what they do, anyways. I mean, the suicide well, it had potential, mm-hmm. and it was weird because DC marketed it like crazy too. Yes, the, yes, that, they, did. they yes. they marketed. They put you know they made that one song with the um, logic and um, yeah, Wiz, yeah. Or, no, not Wiz or whoever was in that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that, that that big song they did that. And they had the posters and stuff, and you know they had all the little where you could make your face into the emoji. Yeah. They did a lot of stuff for that movie, and I was really surprised at how average it was. I was like, this is yeah, this is interesting. A lot of reshoots and moving stuff around as well, and it's like you That's probably true. had a pretty decent movie to begin with, but again, trying to be like the Guardians, nigga, you didn't. What did? What are you doing? <laughs> you that scene uh, in the bar where they was all sitting there. Yes. They was all talking about they passed or whatever, and they was all like, "Let's go save the world." I'm like, "Bro, could you 
did y'all watch Guardians as y'all was writing this? I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, I mean, it felt so cheap. Yeah, it felt so cheesy. I mean, and and, I, and that movie, the story was cool. I mean, it was it was whatever. But like, I was just like, man, this is just cheesy. Yeah, yeah. I sound just yeah. like Guardians, and then to have Joker on screen for eight eight minutes, I was like, oh, that's lame. I was like, Joker is supposed to he's supposed and. Jared Leto Joker was cool, but I didn't have enough time to judge him for real. Yes, yes. You know, the whole Dark Knight was about was about uh, that Joker. He was the freaking star of that movie. Yeah. And then yeah. and then in this movie, he was just kind of he was kind of there, you know, yeah. with his grills and his tattoos and his leather jacket. But like, I didn't really get a chance to even judge him for real. For real. And you know, and I'm interested to see that Joker flip. Like Common was in um, was in this movie. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I'm that. interested to see how that, like, again, you're giving me like hits and misses where that scene again in the bar that should have been an emotion. Like, we should have left that scene feeling for everybody. Like, I should have exactly. like, damn. But well, let's go, let's go, let's get it here. Like, no, man. nope, didn't feel that at all. This crap. So fuck them. DC do better, man. <laughs> stay, stay yeah, DC. But as I said, if DC don't get it together, you know, I mean, we got creators out here that's always doing this Absolutely, stuff. So. Yeah, you're right about that. So don't I mean, DC's that. had their time in the sun. It was since the 40s and 50s. And I mean, they've been, it's been cool. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, we got Valiant. Hell, we got Catalyst Prime. We got Lion Force. We got Image. Dark Horse, Boom Studios, we got all these other properties that could be, and not even mentioning like web comics that indie creators have done, and like exactly. we got a lot of stuff that can be translated to um, generate money for people of color. Like, and now in this, like I said, in this new age of media, there's no limits now whatsoever. You can, you can all. put it out. You can, you, you can promote it. The you can promote the hell out of it yourself. You can do whatever you want to do. There's no limits now on what people can do and what people can see and what what you can create and the stories you can tell mm-hmm. there's, there's no more limits now and, and that's a that's a great thing yeah to have the art back in the hands of the artist like exactly only your own shit and if you have to if you do give it away or sell it away it's your choice it's not you know i can only make it if i make a character for dc no i can have my own web comic and get a following and turn it into a book and sell it you know like i exactly. can make a career doing this on my own so yeah i like that I like exactly that. Speaking of <laughs> putting out content <laughs> of your own, uh, let's not shy away from the fact that you, my good man, have uh, content of your own. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I got my. It's, I've written so a little bit about me. I got, I'm actually only a 23. Um, you know, okay. and every time I every time I tell people that they are surprised because I've written so much already okay. in my life. Uh, I've written three uh, books already in my life. Okay. okay. And, yeah, but they're not superhero related though. I, I've written. It's funny. Um, I'm really into like politics and stuff like that. I'm really into. I'm really into all that stuff, and that's actually what I'm studying here at, at Michigan State. But um, hold up, brother. Wait, you at Michigan yeah. State? Yep, yep, Michigan State. Why you didn't open with that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you at Michigan State? I was just okay. Okay, wait, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead yep, yep, Michigan State. Yep. Get your um, East Lansing, man. <laughs> Lansing, East Lansing. Yep, that's why I'm right now. Man, I'm done with you. This is oh no, go ahead, go ahead. That's funny. That's funny, man. Um, but now, yeah, like uh, I've been. I started my first book when I was 18. I got that idea when I was 17, but I started when I was 18. Mm-hmm. 
And it's basically about uh, it's, it's, it's real funny. It was based on it started off as a joke, as a story based off of my roommate, and it turned into like a political thriller, science fiction novel. Okay. Um, it's about these two, and I haven't published any of these. I wrote three of them. I, I just wrote them just because I wanted to. Um, it's about these two college kids named Carter and Jackson, mm-hmm. who just wake up one day and and they're they're in the future. I think it's like twenty forty five. And they're two of the smartest kids at Harvard University. Okay. And okay. and they and pretty much they wake up one day and they decide to take over the world. Mm. And I mean, it, it starts off as like a joke, but like they have some real gripes with the government and stuff like that. They have some real gripes with the president and all that. And it turns into like this big, long, sprawling story that I turned into three books. And it ends up with them. It, like the second book takes place ten years later. Okay. And the third is about a huge war. I mean, and I, I ain't published none of that. I probably will at some point, but um, but the one that's coming out this year, I'm I'm hoping for May or June. That's called Mystic Man. Okay. And and uh, Mystic Man is is I mean it's the start of my universe of my own superhero universe that I that I'm doing. And and it's gonna start off. Mystic Man is gonna start off as a book right now. Mm-hmm. But the goal, what I'm doing is is there's gonna be five superheroes in my universe, five main ones. And Mr. Man's the first one. And they're each going to have their own book. And after that, you know, hopefully people read and hopefully people are excited for it. Then I want to turn it into a comic book and okay. have those have those heroes come together. Okay, that's so, cool. Yep. And um, uh, Mystic Man is just a, it's, 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 it came about, let me see, like three years ago or something like that while I was finishing my other stuff is when I started <laughs> when I started writing that. And like I said, I've been doing all this while, while I was, while I'm still in school and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I, ain't made, I ain't made a penny off this stuff yet. But, um, Mystic man is basically, he's, he's my version of, of like Superman. Okay. And, yeah. He's my version of Superman. And, uh, he's the story, the story of about Mystic man. He's a, a, a struggling scientist from, uh, from uh, San Francisco. And, and, when, and when the story starts off, he he's he's struggling for money because like the the government played him. The government shut down his 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 uh, his science project that he was doing. And basically, what he was he was the, he was basically the black Bill Nye. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he, he used to host he he used to host his own show called Science Supreme, where he used to invite neighborhood kids and stuff and show them his inventions and stuff in the neighborhood. Whether it be levitation, little hovering boots, or whatever, something to light your home with, like cooking oil, whatever, L- little fun inventions that people, that kids liked, and he got he got national praise for this. So he had his own TV show, and uh, and he had all this stuff going on. But then the government came in and pulled some legal mess on him and shut his uh, business down. Yeah. So that's where the story starts off. Okay. Uh, he's okay. he's broke, he's struggling, and he's got a wife and he's got a, um one daughter. Okay. And. And Mr. Man is just, it's, it's really just a story about, because Mr. Man's black, obviously. Um, <laughs> Mr. Man's black. His name is his name is Isaac. And Isaac is just, he's, I don't know how to explain this. He's not disconnected mm-hmm. fr- from black people in a way, mm-hmm. but he kind of is in the sense that um, he just doesn't, he doesn't care about, about issues as much as he should okay. when it comes to like social issues and stuff like that. And I say that and it sounds bad. He just, he just loves his wife and, and uh, his little girl. He just wants to live a good life and, and do science. And he knows that stuff like that happens, but he just doesn't care as much. Right. And so what Mr. Man is really about is about him coming to terms with loving himself and also earth. Yeah. And yeah. and um, in the story, uh, the story like this is this is gonna be like in the previews or whatever, so everyone will know this. Mm-hmm. His wife and daughter actually disappear one day. 
Bam. Boom. Oh, they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. Out of thin air. He has no idea where they're at. Okay. And he and he, he he gets approached by a man from a whole different universe. And the man tells him, like, look, like, uh, I've been searching. You know, I'm from a whole different universe. I, on my Earth, I was the king of Earth for years. Mm-hmm. I have these special abilities. I have these powers. He's like, I've been looking for a pure soul throughout all the universes. And yours is the one that I, the, that spoke to me, me the loudest. Mm-hmm. And Isaac's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Just give me my kids back. Yeah. And, and the man's like, well, I ain't take your kids. So I don't know. I, I ain't take your kid and wife. So I don't know what you're talking about, right, right. but I can't find them. Mm-hmm. And so basically what, what this man does is he gives Isaac these powers and he's got flight, teleportation, super strength. He, uh, he, he, he can, uh, he's got like energy and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and he becomes mystic man. And, and pretty much the story, I mean, like I said, he's my version of Superman. He gives interviews. He gives, I mean, he, he's on talk shows. He speaks to like funerals and stuff like that. Like people, people are out there and about him. They're out there and they're, and they're talking to him and stuff, but he is a black man still. So, so the story is really about him coming to terms with that because he's got all his power now. Yeah. He's got all this, you know, because his power manifests itself as purple energy, mm-hmm. and that's why if you look on my Twitter, it's the uh, the cover is pinned. It, like there's like this purple energy around him. Yeah. He's really like he's really like a a cosmic hero. Like he like he he likes to meditate and stuff like that. And he he like I said he can teleport wherever he wants to, universes included. And he's got all this power now, but he still gets shot at by police. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so he's, so the the book covers a lot of that. And the book, on the surface, it looks like it's about that, but it's really not yeah. because because, yeah. because Isaac is a he, the powers the powers make him a very complex type of person, almost to the point where he's not even a person anymore. Yeah. And but and I and I did that on purpose because I really wanted to show that you can be as complex as you want to be, and, and and really like what you like. You can read Plato and Aristotle, and you can like science, and you can like journalism and politics and all this stuff. But people still see you as just a uh, Nigga, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the story is kind of it's kind of about balancing that. And there's a scene where he has some cop interactions and stuff, and and like just like Killmonger or Nighthawk, he goes through a phase of like of like black rage where he just wants to scream and hit something. Except with his powers, he actually can. I mean, and like, but it just like it like it, it manifests itself as like energy and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, and so that's going to be the first book in my in my universe, though, and I'm really excited. Man, this is even the artwork. Like, where, where's the um? What's the artwork? Who does the artwork for the? For uh, I got the, so the the main guy I'm working with right now is uh, his name is uh, Vincent Van Hoof, mm-hmm. and I think he's based in Seattle. I met him online. Okay, and uh, he did the original concept art. Uh, the cover was done by this girl named Jess Richardson. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I think, she, uh, her company is called Cover Bistro. Okay. She did, did the cover for the book, and I had uh I had one more artist do like a. a like a, a big uh, drawing of him, and his name was on uh, Alberto Bessie. He's, I think, he's in Italy. Oh, oh, damn! Okay, look at you. Oh, is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is dope, man. This and again, speaking of something that can be translated to screen, like I would this the whole uniform, the the way in which the powers manifest, like this looks dope as hell, man. Yeah, and just I mean, it's 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 really it's really because like Mister Man's a scientist, so he can he combines his science, his love of science with his powers. Mm-hmm. So on his suit, he's got like generators that help his power grow and help his power. Like, uh, they, they, they fire the energy from, from like different parts of the suit and stuff. Yeah. And, um, like I said, he's my version of Superman. He's yeah. in this yeah. book. 
this book seems controversial, like on the surface, but it's really not. Mystic Man is just a good guy doing good shit. And <laughs> there's not a, I mean, like, I really like that about superheroes. I always have. I really always have. Um, like, I like Deadpool and stuff like that. I like, you know, like Logan was a good movie and stuff like yeah. that. But I just like, I like heroes rising above all, all the crap in life and just saying, this is how you be good and stuff, but also dealing with their own personal issues. Yeah. And Mystic Man, uh, you know, Isaac deals with his own personal issues, but he, when all this is said and done, you know, when all this gets set up, he's going to be the one in my universe that people look up to and say, I want to be just like Mystic Man. I want to be Mystic Man when I get older. I, you know, people, <laughs> so, and I, re- I really want to set the tone for that with this book. And I think I did a good job overall. You know, I, I, I'm still working on stuff now, but um, I'm, I'm really excited to get it out and then have the other heroes following it because my whole team is diverse. My whole team is diverse. Uh, the, the the next book after this one is going to be called uh, "The Shade of San Juan." Mm, okay. She she's a a, a Colombian uh, hacker who who was the daughter of a uh, of a drug cartel member, mm. and there was an accident that happened to her when she was a kid, and uh, we, it was like this new drug that they was going to do, and there was an accident that happened, and and they thought it killed her, but it actually gave her superpowers. It gave her super strength and like a uh, and um uh durability okay and so instead of but instead of you know coming back to to that life that she knew she she decided to raise herself from like eight nine years old and she became a hacker she became really good with like a technology and she operates on the edges of the the san juan river in Colombia. and she operates as she operates as so if mystic man is my superman the shade of san juan is my batman oh and it's a a woman too man yep and (laughs) And I mean, so and I got characters like that for days, and like she's gonna be the second one, and uh, the next one I got is an African male, uh, and he's, and then the next one after that is gonna be a black woman from uh, ATL, okay. and then the, and then the last one is gonna be a, a homeless white man from uh, from uh, New York, and they all got, you know, they all got their different stories and stuff, and actually they're all in Mystic Man in some uh, capacity. Oh, okay, that's dope. And that's that's why. That's why he's that hero that they all look up to, and it's not even subtle. Like I'm saying it now, but if you read the book, <laughs> if you read the book and didn't listen to this podcast, you ain't gonna know that they're in the book. Okay. Um. So yeah, there's 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 some really cool moments in there where he indirectly or or directly just shows them random acts of kindness, mm-hmm. and they and they use that in their you know not so great lives. That they use that as inspiration to become better heroes, just like him. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what's up. That man, that again, I was already excited for this damn book, but that, <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. So do you um have a date yet for it to uh be available or are we still working on that? Yeah, I'm still working on that. I mean it's pretty much just up to me at this point. Uh I got, I got editors working on it and stuff like that too. But okay. it's other than that, like I said, it's gonna come out on Amazon. So it's gonna it's gonna be based up basically when I'm ready for it to come out. And if everything goes right right now, maybe April, late April, but it's okay. looking like May. It's looking like May. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's cool. And again, once once everything hits or whatever, and you want to go on your press tour, you're more than welcome to come back and talk about the book exclusively. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Man. I, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Mystic Man is just one of those things I'm really, really, really excited for. Mm-hmm. And when it comes out, because I've, you know, because. A huge thing I heard when I was trying to talk to publishers and trying to get people to read my stuff is that I'm young. Mm. And uh, I was like, that's fine. That's that's understandable. But like I said, there's no limits on this. And for the last 
since I was 18. Last five years, six years, whatever. I'm about to be 24 next month. That's all I've been thinking about is Mystic Man and then these stories. Yeah. Crafting this crafting this story in a way that I can really get it out to people and really convey why this story is important. Because like I said, on the surface, he, he deals with you know racism. He deals with all that other stuff and everything else. But the story is really about the world. Yeah. The story is really about the world coming together. But then at the same time, the story is about can the world come together? That's yeah. the big question. Can the world do this? And like, is Mystic Man enough? Is he enough? Because because Mystic Man, like I said, he, he can teleport. In the story, in the book, he goes to different planets. He goes to different universes mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And like I said, his powers um, connect him to the, the universes. So he's kind of like throughout the whole book, he doesn't lose his like um, his um, uh, humanity. But at the same time, every time he comes back there, he's just like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm back, back on this place again. Right. And, right. and on top of all that, throughout the whole book, he's looking for his wife and his daughter. That's and that's where my villain comes in. But like I said, this isn't a traditional like a story. There's a villain. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's a couple of <laughs> villains, but like. It's not about that. It's not about like, and I, I know some people might read the book and might not like it because the villain isn't amazing. He's not some, you know, he ain't, you ain't going to be scared of him and stuff like okay, that. Okay. But, but I really want people to love, to love Isaac, his, his wife and his daughter. I really want them to feel for them. Mm-hmm. And I really want, I really want that story and, I, and everyone else in my universe. Cause I said, everyone's in here at some point. Yeah. And like, and there's a really cool scene in the book or really cool moment in the book where Isaac he just spends time because one of my biggest gripes about superheroes is that, um, and it happens in comics sometimes, but not enough to me. Mm-hmm. I just want to see a hero do their normal shit, like day to day, like or just like be a hero and be just out and about. Hey guys, how's it going? Especially like, like Superman does it, but like other heroes can do it too, and they don't. Yeah. So there is a lot of scenes in the book where Mystic Man is just out there like building homes for the for the elderly. Where he's okay. out there, he's out there. He's out there. He's out there in the soup kitchen in his bright purple and black suit. Yeah. You know, feed feeding the homeless. There's a lot of scenes like that where he's really being the people's hero. Okay. And so I really, that's really what the story is about. I mean, there's villains and stuff, and there's fighting and all that stuff too. But my other books are going to cover more of that stuff, or more more traditional actiony stuff. But yeah. Mystic Man is. It's a very like I grew up reading Orson Scott Card, Robert Heinlein, Isaac Asimov, and all those guys. But mm-hmm. uh, well. So, so this is kind of like, like my like, this is like a a, a love letter to like science fiction forever. Okay, okay, love letter to science fiction. That's dope, bro. Yeah. You you make it sound so great already. I'm I'm ready to get my hands on a copy. Shit, like <laughs> man, let me read this because it sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds um, sounds like something that I'd be into. And again, something different from a, a indie creator that isn't stuck with the, uh, like you said, traditional superhero, at least not to begin with. So that's what's up, man. Congrats. Right. And, and I'm going to say this right now, just because, you know, uh, just, just because, you know, I think it needs to be said. This is like, as long as I don't die, as long as I don't, as long as nothing happens in my life, uh-huh. this is me coming from Marvel and DC. Isn't it? Okay. This is... <laughs> This is this is what this is this is what it is. Like I said, I've I've I found the passion for what I want to do at a young age, thankfully. Yeah. And um, like I said, all these heroes are coming, and then then I'm hit I'm hit them with the comics. 
I'm gonna keep coming with the comics. I want to open up my own comic store eventually and yeah. sell mm-hmm. my creative stuff from the comics yes. there. Mm-hmm. And um, this is this is this is that like I said, this is that new age of stuff that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and on my website, actually, within the next month or so, I'm gonna have a Mystic Man short story. That's kind of like a prelude to the book. Okay. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna have a prelude to the book, and uh, like I said, this isn't just some like one-time deal where I write the book and it's over. This is a very expansive universe or universes actually yeah. that are going to cover yeah. multiple stories and multiple, and eventually I want to bring other people in and be like, Hey, are you a, a Colombian woman that wants to write a book about a Colombian superhero? Yeah. Obviously I created her and, and, and I love her to death, but I would love a voice that's different. Yeah. Hey, are you a gay yeah. uh, white man who wants to write this about the struggles of being a white? Yeah. I would love yeah. to have that. So, yeah. so this is, this is, this is, I mean, obviously I can't guarantee anything, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not gonna stop working on this ever. So this is right. this is this is a warning shot. Everybody out there that's working on it. So man, this is this is dope, man. Even just just your forward thinking ideas. And this is again, I'm I, I'm happy for you, and I'm 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 praying to God, Allah, who, whoever you you pray to, <laughs> just because it it sounds very very much needed. It sounds like. Just in the five books alone, just in the one book, hell, but just in the five books alone that you're going to have something that's so rich and so different. And again, not to necessarily pitch you against Marvel and DC, though you come <laughs> next. It's just that it's something new. I don't have to rely on the same old, same old retelling of different stories with these same characters. I like new, something fresh. Hell, I might like four right. or five books. I like my, I might like all five, but... Again, it's something new. So, I, man, I'm looking forward to reading each and every one, man. For real. Right. And, and, and honestly, when I say Covenant Marvel and DC's next, I just mean that I, I really just mean that, like, like this isn't going to stop. Like, this right. isn't, you know, I know other friends and stuff who are working on stuff. And mm-hmm. and if, if these companies in the future refuse to adapt to the times, yeah. hey, these 50, 60-year-old dudes in charge of these companies got to go at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if, and if, and if I'm still here, 40, 50 years old, you know, we, it's gonna be our ideas taking over. Right, it's right, gonna be, right. it's gonna be, you know, and it's just, it's just a matter of time when, before, before stories like that start taking off. And the the, the funny thing about it is, no one might not, might not read Mystic Man. People might read and say this shit is terrible. Hmm. <laughs> you know, people might read Mystic Man and be like, "What did you write this for, you stupid <laughs> dark monkey mother?" You know, <laughs> and I, I'm okay with that. But, but I'm never I'm I'm gonna write all these books. Uh, I don't care if I'm working, you know, in the law office and whatever. Like, all these books are gonna get written some way somehow. Yeah. And I, I think by the end of it, um, I think by the end of the whole whole arc or that I'm doing the whole story that I'm doing, I think that when they do come together in the comic that I'm gonna write or that I have. I'll get an artist to draw and all that stuff. We'll go to whole whole nine with it. Mm-hmm. I think I, I want it to be a big thing for people. Yeah. I want people to, you know, obviously have grown with, you know, I was there when Mystic Man first dropped, bro. Hey, anybody's talking about that. I was reading that. Yeah. Like, I want people to really be there for that. And like I said, the, the, the goal is to get other people involved with this stuff too, because I, I can't write everything, obviously. Right, right. Like, if, and, right. And, and if people like, if people, you know, if they read Shade and they're like, because I think she's going to be a hit for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of uh, Latina superhero, anyways, yeah. and, and and she's one that like I've I've already written a, a good chunk of the book already. Okay, she's okay. she's such a, a badass man. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> like <laughs> like she's so cool, she's so powerful. But the way I the way I see her, she's still so beautiful because um 
I put I posted a picture of it recently. I had yeah. uh, the same artist. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same artist. Do it. Um, she, she she dyes her hair a lot. It's purple, pink, and orange and stuff. She's always doing that just so no one can know what she really looks like. And she wears like this like metal mask, kind of like Winter Soldier does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, so no one can can so no one can see her um identity. Yeah. But like yeah. underneath all that, you know, she, she's a beautiful brown skinned girl. She's very smart, and intelligent, but she's also shy and stuff. But she will cut a dude's throat in two seconds. Mm. No, no hesitation. Mm. I mean, so I really like how dynamic she is, and I really like how complex she is. And she kind of, she kind of, you put her next to Mystic Man. Mystic Man kind of cookie cutter dry. If I don't say it in the book, you're not gonna know that Mystic Man is black. So okay. <laughs> he's kind of, he's kind of, and and I did that on purpose because. Um, the, and, I, and I and I did the story that way on purpose because although he's not a part of the culture, as you say, he's yeah. still black. Yeah. He's still he, he ain't stupid about it. Right. And I, right. I I feel like people might feel like when they read the book, they might man, you was too hard on your own character. Right. I think I am being a little too hard on him. He's not stupid. Like he knows all about everything that's going on. Yeah. But he's yeah. not like like you ain't gonna hear him say nigga at, at any point in the set. You ain't gonna hear him listening to rap music. You ain't gonna hear him. What up, bro? Like, there's none of that. He's just a dude. He's, he, he's just a black guy. Um, but w- uh, with Shade, I really want her to be steeped in that uh, Colombian culture. And I've always loved that culture yeah. my entire life. I'm going to do a lot. You know, I've been doing a lot of research on that, talking to different people and stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I really do want other dynamic people on board who want to write those stories. But I got to get the story out first in the first place. So. <laughs> but yeah, but I understand as an artist, that's, that's the process you can have five ideas and go to sleep and wake up and have 20 more. So I get it, man. Exactly. I do. And that's just exactly. dope as hell, man. Like you're doing something that even with just a prose book, not even getting to the comic side of things, you are, you, you seem to be on the right path. You have a clear idea what it is you're trying to do and you're involving people of said culture. So I'm sure things are all going to do very well, man. For real. Man, I hope so, man. I really do hope so. And like I said, I've and and I had someone ask me the other day, like, why are you writing a book and not a comic? I was like, because I want to. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, right. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I grew up with books. Like I said, I grew up reading science fiction classics. So, mm-hmm. um, the first book that I really read that changed my life was Ender's Game. Okay. And uh, Ender's Game, the Ender, the whole Ender saga from the the original uh, four books to the Ender Shadow series. My favorite series of all time period ain't nothing touching it close. And when I was doing like research and stuff on Orson Scott Card, he was talking about like I mean he just seemed like a normal dude. Like he just seemed like a normal person. Yeah. A normal and then I was doing research on the Heinlein when I was growing up as a teenager and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me just sit down and start typing and see what comes out. So so I just really I just really and that's just like and then once I figured it out, once I figured out that like I had because I, I'm of the belief that we all have that in, in us. I, I really am. Yeah. And people are like, well, how do you write this? Or how, what's your process? I'm like, man, we all got that in us. We all got some type of story that we want to tell. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think Kugler is a perfect example of that. Yes. When you listen to Kugler speak and whatever, like some people be like, man, he ain't nothing but just some black dude or whatever. No, he got a story to tell, man. Yeah. He, he has somewhere he came from. He's got people he's close to experiences that he can, no one else can experience. And he, he found a way to to tell that story. It's not in a traditional way that white America likes, but it's still his story. Right, right. And right. and I really think that you know, I hope that that people can see that and miss the man, but that's kind of my, my attempt to like, hey, this isn't this ain't Batman. This this really ain't Superman. This isn't 
Captain America. This is just yeah. what I have yeah. experienced in my life, and this is me putting love into another, another, pretty much another person, mm-hmm. people, I guess, and yeah. putting love into yeah. other people, and 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 just hoping that y'all accept it. So, I, I, I'm definitely excited for it. It sounds like, and it shows. It's coming through. <laughs> so I know, like, I know. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting all fucking uh, emotional talking about it. <laughs> but that's good, <laughs> man. Because even if someone didn't like it, I'm sure the passion you put into this conversation about it. If you put half as much into your book, I'm sure it's damn good, man. <laughs> For real. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it, I've been, there, I've been, like I said earlier, I'm blessed to. To know what I want to do for the rest of my life, I literally yeah. don't want to do anything else. I'm 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 in school for uh, political science right now. You know, I like politics and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. it's important. Um, but like I I literally at this point in my life at 23 years old, I know what I legit want to do yeah. until I die. And if I if I live a good life until 80, 90 years old, I want to be writing. I want to be writing stories. I don't care what type of stories. I I, I want to be writing anything. That's so. what's up, man. That is. And that's good, like you said. Is you you found that passion pretty early, and so that's damn good. So kudos to you, shit. That's good, <laughs> yeah. This, Thank you. Do you um is this the Mystic Verse, or do you have a a name yet for your extended universe, or is it just kind of? Uh, right, I mean, right, yeah, I, I can go ahead and tell you that right now. So when Mystic Man, um, Mystic Man's gonna get all these people together. He's going because um, there's there, there's something in the book that happens where Mystic Man is is kind of forced to go to different worlds and different universes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to get he's going to get this team together. And uh, and it's not going to be so like dramatic that they're not all going to be like, oh, we don't want to be like at the point at, by the end of all their books. They're, 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 they're going to be like, yeah, uh, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be like, yeah, let's do this. And I, I'm going to be calling them uh, uh, uh the world watchers that's their name okay okay the world watchers um they're kind of like you know they're kind of like the like the ultimates i guess or something like that Mm -hmm. they're gonna hop from hop from different worlds and stuff and they're gonna they're gonna be a presence throughout the whole multiverse and uh they're gonna the people are gonna know who they are it's gonna be them five mainly i got other ideas for other people too but i I got ideas for like a street team back in uh, back on earth I got ideas for characters on different planets too, mm-hmm. and they're all going to revolve around uh, uh, the um, the World Watchers, mm-hmm. and you know, like it's going to be it's going to be like my version of the Justice League, but in a more obviously in like in a more cosmic sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but for right now, for, for the whole universe, nah, there's no name for it right now. Okay. It's just this is all just I just want people to know that it all starts with Mystic Man. He's the pinnacle. He's the he's the hope. He's the optimism. He's the character that. Like I said, people are gonna look up to for years to come. Mm. Um, if like I said, if I'm if I'm blessed enough to live a long life, when I'm 80, 90 years old, I want people to be like, man, like Mystic Man is the hero that that this that the fourth Mystic Man or the first the fourth Mystic Woman yeah, is I'm, is most after. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of what we're so. And at some point, it'll it'll get a name. Um, maybe if maybe you know the whole the whole the the big the big dream. Maybe something on Comic Company with all these different characters. That's the big dream. Right, 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 right. Um, and you know, then I'll call it something then. But like for right now, yeah, it's just it's just Mystic Man and uh, and, and then when they all form together, uh, World Watchers. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Again, to have your your eyes set on the prize so early. That's that's dope. Because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there like you who maybe don't um are deterred for one reason or the other. Like, oh, I can't write that book or. 
oh, I can't go out for that job or any number of things, but yep. hopefully you can inspire somebody who is 21, 22, 23, or shit, 15, 16 to say, okay, I can do this, you know, because... Uh, yeah, I also, I also, man, because actually I was talking to my, my grandpa the other day and he was telling me how a girl at his church really wants to write a book and she said that she was jealous of me or whatever, like in kind of, not a bad way, just like, oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. And I and I told my grandpa to tell her, I was like, hey, don't be jealous of me. I was like, do your thing. When one of us win, we all win. Right, right, <laughs> like, right, right. Like one of us, when one of us get out here, we all get out here. So like, yeah, like I'm, I'm hard on myself as a writer, but like, the, you should, man, if y'all could read the very first thing I wrote at 18 on the page, and I thought I was saying, like, man, this thing fire right here. Let some of my friends read it, and it was like, boy. boy <laughs> it was like, what is that? <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's, it's just, you know, you got to put in what, 10,000 hours of the old thing. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the time. Absolutely. I think, I think with anything like that, like, you know, I've, I've never I've never coded before in my life, but last semester I had a class where I had to learn how to code, and now I'm I'm not too shabby at it. I right. put in the work, and when you care about it, I think you can put in the work on anything. And I've always wanted to tell a, a story, and I ain't go to film school, and I haven't been trained properly, and I truly truly don't ain't connected with a lot of people in the industry or nothing like that. I'm just I'm just a black dude from 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 Cincinnati that lives in Michigan now. Yeah, I decided yeah. to write a book, so. I think that anybody can just do that. And I think, I hope, I hope, I hope that more people do it. I hope that more people pick up, you know, pick up a pen, computer, or whatever, and just be like, let me write a story about me and my dog or something. Like, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. you know, like whatever it is. And you can learn technique and stuff as you go along the way. But the important thing is just to make sure that you care about what you're doing. That's it. Absolutely, man. And I, and I that's it. Instead of putting myself, man, because that's, that's, there's an audience out there for pretty much everything. You can write a book about, painting your toenails i'm sure somebody will pick it up but the very fact that you have this universe laid out ready to go gun loaded <laughs> got you ready to shoot out these amazing properties man kudos to you again man for real i know thank you man thank you like and like i said i'm very 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 excited for people to see it or read it i guess um and uh <laughs> I mean, in each one, I mean, I don't know if people can get the sense. They're all full-length books. They're all, you know, they're all going to be full-length projects and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, within the next within the next month or so, I'll put the pre-order up on Amazon, and I'll, I'll, I'll start putting out preview stuff. And like I said, on my website, peacelovingcomics.com, I am going to put a prelude short story. Okay. And it's going to be, and I don't know how long it's going to be. If it turns out longer, it turns out longer. But it's going to be about one of the characters within that world. Okay. And because uh, there's a whole lot of stuff I'm not saying right now. It sounds like I said a lot. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Obviously, I had I said literally nothing about the villain. Uh, <laughs> I said nothing about the government and how they how they mess up Isaac. There's a there's a whole bunch of stuff within the story that 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 is very you know very uh very much my own creation. Because yeah. I yeah. I create a whole new city within the USA. Right, uh, right. I, so, I, so there's there's stuff like that, and there's there's obviously planets and stuff, and 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 planets and, and different universes, and uh, so yeah, I'll release that short story within like a month or so just to get people excited for it. Yeah. There's more art yeah. coming for uh, for Mystic Man. I got I got Vincent, uh, Vincent's just an amazing artist, and he's working on he's working on a full blown like image of Mystic Man, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna use and when I drop that image, I'm gonna probably release the um the release date for it and like i said late april hoping if not that early to mid-may yeah 
shit. <laughs> you got me ready, man. I'm, I'm, look, put me down, L. And pre order link go up. Let me know because I'm trying to get my hands on the copy, man. For, for sure, man. No, I'm, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And the cool thing about this is, like I said, I'm a hundred percent, hundred percent in this shade should be coming out this year too. So, uh, there's, I'm full steam ahead. Shade should be coming out. I'm hoping Christmas around that time, if not then January, but then right after that, my, right after that, my other heroes are coming out too. And, uh, and I have other stuff too. I'm working on, I'm working on a fantasy novel right, right now. Okay. Um, kind of in the same, kind of, kind of in the same breath of like of of Avatar. Uh, um, the, oh, okay, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. The um, the last Airbender. Yeah. Kind of in that same breath, I'm doing this fantasy series about these four relics that exist in the in these different nations. Mm-hmm. And there's this one nation that has a that has like an ancient relic that can you know cause all this crazy amount of, of damage, and uh, and all the different nations around this leader of this nation once want him to use it and so i so yeah i got i'm working on that right now and that's gonna be like my big old fantasy long series that i'm working on and like, I, I might publish my original books uh, my original stuff uh, about carter and jackson that story's called um, uh, the wood trail so that's what it's called uh, about those two boys who decided to take over the world and that's like that's gonna be the end. Like, i mean it's, it's a fun story it turns into like a george orwell stuff because the second book is kind of it's called um revolution is peace mm-hmm. and then the third book is called uh the end war so i, I might you know I'll, those are pretty much done I, I might i might release those one day on amazon too okay check man look you doing <laughs> you working in overtime man a young black creative getting the fucking job done man i that's exactly what my podcast is about representation in comics and related media you embody that tenfold man like kudos to you man hey hey, man thanks a lot hey if i ever i ever blow up man and you you see me on the hollywood hollywood carpet i'm i gotta shout you out this is my this has been my my first i've never done a podcast before i've never been a part of anything like this so this is oh that's what's up okay i I didn't realize that was your first one oh yeah like i said man yeah i loved it man like uh when i put out mystic man only people that know who I am is people back home and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I ain't got no clout. I ain't got no name out here, so. Okay, okay. That's <laughs> it's it's been cool. You, you got it with me, man. Like I said, when the book come out or whenever you want to come back, let me know you're more than welcome to come back on to my show. Talk about anything, shoot the shit, or talk about your projects. Um, you, You'll always have a platform. We're Carefree Black Nerd, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, man. That's what's up. Oh, my God, bro. You have just poured into us, the audience, and me so much good shit, man. Let these people know where they can find you, uh, cyberstalk you, get your book, get your website, all that stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, my, well, my real name is Torrance, and all, but on, on, on Twitter, I go by Raymond X, and uh, the uh, Twitter handle is at Peace Love Comics. And like I said, on there, you can find all my thoughts about politics, sports, music and uh, i'm really i really i'm really into rap and stuff like that but it's mainly comics and then if you want to follow my blog it's peacelovecomics.com or peaceloveandcomics.com i talk about i review comics i talk about uh talk about issues in comics i just i do this whole series called why i love where i talk about strictly only things i love in comics and stuff like that yeah. i talk about yeah. different aspects so those are the main two ways you can follow me on that website and then on, on twitter Dope, dope. And again, all those links will be in the show notes. So if you're listening this far, you should have already seen all of that. But if not, listen to this man and follow him. 
Um, again, thank you so much for coming on, man. I enjoyed this talk with you. You're welcome on any time. <laughs> hey, man, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, uh, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, for all you listeners out there, thank you all for listening. Make sure to check out this young man and the amazing stuff he's doing. Um, check out the Carefree Black Nerd feed for other shows here and there. Uh, email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Tweet me at carefreeblurred. Use the hashtag CBNPod as usual. And um, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, stay waiting for Mystic Man and Wakanda forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit.